We're back and we're coming to you with another episode of Connected Entertainment Companion Podcast, Connected Podcast. Woo! Embrace the connection by getting comfortable. Maybe get a drinky drink, mm-hmm. a snack, some chocolate. Um, put your headphones on and join us by listening to our third show. So with that being said, let's get connected. everybody thank you so much for tuning into another episode of connected podcast this is our third show entitled k-pop in america where we explore the relationship that k-pop has with the american market and if you don't know my voice by now let me introduce myself my name is tandy i'm one of three hosts and i'm joined by marie hi hello sam hi how are you i'm here (laughs) (laughs) wait 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 wait. did you you say hi for marie yeah, I did say hi for Marie, and then I said that I said hi for Marie. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We're moving on. We're moving on. I'm so glad that we made it to our third show uh, without killing each other. Woo! Ooh, Props that's to a, that. That's an accomplishment. Pat on the back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What? Y'all trying to kill me? I, I mean, not you, Sam. Uh, not, you. not you, Sam. Never you. Me and Marie, though. I, oh, I can't wow. make any promises. Nah, oh, we wow. might have to duke it out. <laughs> oh, drama. Hey, fight on sight. Let's go. Let's <laughs> let's do it. I'm ready. Give What's the outside? battle? Catch me outside. Who knows how? My, uh, who knows the real lyrics to uh, Got Seven songs? That's the fight. <laughs> I mean, let's do this. I'm not I, doing I'm, army because I would lose. So I, I, I'm down. Let's all right. Oh, let's save that for another episode. Yes. <laughs> we let's let's get to the the, the meat, meat and of potatoes, things. the juice, <laughs> the juice. Oh yeah, let's get into the juice. Um. Before we really get into our full episode, we do have a couple of announcements. How about you start off, Marie? Me? Okay. Yeah, you. <laughs> All right. Yes. So yes, if you listened to our last podcast, and hopefully you did, you will have heard mm-hmm. that we are having a BTS-themed giveaway. So Ooh. this is a great giveaway right now because we are offering two different prizes. So we'll have two different winners. And mm-hmm. we are going to be giving away with our first prize, a BTS Map of the Souls album, as well as a dispatch photo set. The second prize winner will just get the photo set. So to be able nice. to enter this amazing giveaway, what you're going to want to do is make sure you follow our social media accounts. It could either be Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. When you enter on Twitter, you're going to want to tag at least three friends, retweet mm-hmm. the post, and like it. On Instagram and Facebook, you're going to want to make sure that you tag at least three friends and like the post. On all nice. of the forums, you're going to make sure that you comment at least one thing that you would say to BTS if you had the chance. Marie, tell us what you would say. One thing. I'd freeze up. Honestly, I would tell, <laughs> if I had the chance to talk to BTS, I would tell them how much they've really changed my lives and the goals that oh, I had, and they've helped me push so through a lot of things. Tear. Anyways, tear. With that, good luck, everybody, and make sure to follow the good directions luck. completely in order to be entered in this giveaway. We cannot emphasize that enough. Please follow the directions. Yes. <laughs> it's not rocket science. Unless it is. I, I mean, I don't think so. I mean... <laughs> I, I so. hope not. I, I mean, well, not. social media is hard, though. It could be rocket science. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. It's hard. Yeah, I kind of suck at it still. I'm learning. <laughs> but if you guys have any questions about how to enter after you listen to this giveaway, go ahead and DM us, and then I will assist yeah. you. Because this at least tells Ooh. me that you listened. <laughs> Slide into the DMs. Hey, let's get it. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> next announcement. Okay. Uh, let's talk about your announcement scene. I have an announcement. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yes. So, we will be doing a special mini podcast for a very special friend 
for that uh, someday special, will huh? be my my special friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, maybe well, one day I'd be like, "Do do what's good, Jay? How you doing? You want to get some? Mama, 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 chill." <laughs> Yeah, so I'll be doing a special mini pod, um, basically doing a birthday shout out to our boy Jay. Um, he just uh, made some announcements and he's also dropping some new stuff. So that's what it's going to be about. Uh, I can't wait. I'm excited. Hope he listens. <laughs> uh, hopefully. But um, if he doesn't, we'll just spam him until he does. That's true. That's true. That, yep. that works. So we fun. send it to all his friends. All his friends. All his friends. Yep. So now on to my announcement, uh, or I guess Connected's announcement, we're going to be doing playlists. And depending on the type of uh, theme we're going for or artists we're going for, Mm -hmm. it'll either be on Spotify, iTunes, or SoundCloud, because some artists don't post their music on all three platforms. We want to kind of give a variety of places for people to explore new music. I know I love discovering new music, and Spotify does do a good I guess like a good um, algorithm for yep. finding other artists that are similar to what you want, but sometimes they they miss the mark just because it's, it's Korean music doesn't mean all Korean music sounds the same. Right. So um, yeah, we just want to give our listeners. And Tandy is my source. She's my plug. Cause oh, I'm I, the plug. No, yeah, you my plug because I don't be knowing stuff. Man, and you I send just something love and I'm like, discovering new music. Like, yes. and we be finding some really great songs though. Yeah. Yeah, and people miss out. They miss yeah, out. I true. agree. Mm-hmm. Not being oh. open enough. Open. Yeah, open be open up, to guys. our open. suggestions. We're not going to make these lists really long. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so that you guys can get an idea of my head because I've been listening to K-pop forever, and right. I have so many songs that I want to share with people, new and old. And the best way to do it is through the podcast. So what you're going to do is you're going to see a post on our Instagram that is dedicated to the podcast. And it will have the list of songs and the link where to uh, find the list. Now that we got all the business out the way, I want to remind you guys how this podcast actually is formatted. We have reoccurring segments and then we have our main discussion. The three reoccurring segments are releases of the week, our weekly repeaters, and um, how unkpopular. Releases of the week is a Wednesday to Wednesday list of, I guess, the most notable uh, songs that come out with a music video. And we kind of discuss how we feel about them, giving each song its own individual rating. And then we move on to our weekly repeaters or who's on repeat and we give you a couple of songs for each of us that's been in our head all week long yes and you're then, gonna want yes. these ones right oh down. yeah mm-hmm. you definitely do take you definitely notes, do I, I i learned some stuff from you guys so Aww, i'm glad we too. did it <laughs> she learned. and then the, yes i did i did learn i learned um <laughs> the last one is on popular where we do unpopular k-pop opinions rants or just opinions in general about things that are going on or have been on in the k-pop Korean entertainment community. I feel like we should ex- expand sometimes when we're yeah. mm-hmm. talking about uh, music and K-pop. I think we're talking about Asian entertainment Asian in general. Entertainment. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like K-pop is so easy to say to kind of mask <laughs> everything. Right. But sometimes we might have stuff that has to do with the uh, whole Asian culture or right. a different country like Japan or Thailand and stuff like that. Yeah. Yes. So with that being said, Let's get into our third episode. Let's get that bread. <laughs> what bread? This. I'm hungry. I don't know. I think she's trying to it. secure the bag. Maybe secure the, bag the bag has bread <laughs> in it. Because that'll be great if it has bread in it. I mean, yeah. bread yeah. is just great anyway, but let's, let's, right, let's get it. Right. Let's get it. Let's go. <laughs> Releases.
releases of the week. We had a lot come out. We did. Um, Sam, let's let's talk about the whole list. Yes. So these are the releases that we will be discussing. Um, it's going to be I Am featuring LA, Call Horizon, A Pink, Everybody Ready, Twice, Fancy, Very Very, From Now, and also TXT, Cat and Dog. Cat and Dog. Cat and Dog. Okay. So, uh, yeah, let's just jump right into it. First one. I was so excited <laughs> to do this. I Sam, wonder why. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Look, I, I wonder, wonder why. why. Hmm. We'll tell you. Um, (laughs) Sam, tell us how you felt about I Am and LA's collaboration for Horizon. Just say that I loved I Am's vocals on this. Obviously, that is what is highlighted in this. Oh my gosh, she sounds amazing. And the way him and LA's voices meshed, I really enjoyed that. in regards to the video, I enjoyed the monochrome of it. There was a lot of blue tones and very chill vibes. It also got a little dark, but in the dark scenes, there was like some oranges and some reds. But it was all very, very, very sexy. Like, very sexy. Love it. Yes, it yeah. was. Yeah. Marie? Marie, what you I, think? I agree with that. I feel like this was the first time that in a while that we've got to see him kind of showcase himself where it was both his rapping and his singing. So mm-hmm. it wasn't just the, Oh, I'm, I am the rapper from monster X. He got to show like, I am, I am. And this is kind of what I can put out there. <laughs> I am but, what I am. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I am what, um, <laughs> the only thing I hated that, even though we got to hear his vocals, it was still kind of auto tuned a little bit. I wanted to hear him and not mm-hmm. so much the extra auto tuning. Gotcha. Um, I do think this was a good collaboration Stop. with L. Yeah. Or LA. Yes. Uh, I was expecting it to be more of a rap centric type of song. So when I got to hear the vocals and then using him and LA together, I thought it was a great blend of their voices. Uh, mm-hmm. They have a really good harmony when they came together. So this was a really good at the bo- uh, out the bat mixtape song for him to yeah. drop because he had a lot of different options. But with him going with this option, it was a great choice. Yeah, my awesome. only gripe is that you know LA wasn't in the video. I'm like, come on, take a flight, go to Korea. No, 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 no. That's cool. That's cool. Well, for me, one, Marie, you got to hold my bias because I am is my bias. I will take the Monster bias. X. Thank He's safe. you. He's safe with me. It mm-hmm. still didn't change my opinion about this song. Right. <laughs> um, the song is a sound that I listen to in Western or Korean R&B and hip hop and Western music in general. Mm -hmm. I love a R&B feel, a soulful feel. I listen to L.A., um, so I'm really excited and I'm really happy that he collabed with I Am, just like Galant collabed with Masa X. Galant is one of my favorite singers as well. So I see a theme with the type of artist that Masa X wants to uh, continue to work with. So... The music video is a little bit muted. It's definitely darker. It's giving us sultry tones um, because the lyrics is talking about, okay, let's just do it pretty much. (laughs) There's no in between. Let's have a party together. Yeah, yeah, it was funny when we were looking up the lyrics because some of the translations or not translations, but some (laughs) of the ways that people thought he was saying 
wasn't actually it and it come yeah. off even dirtier than a little the more explicit is. yeah just a little explicit it was, a little, um, it was it was still a little subs it was some subs here and yeah there. Like, it, it was it was talking about what you want to do and and, and where you want to go but you know using different words <laughs> we mm-hmm. see you we, we see, see you <laughs> right Mr. no i appreciated it i love a more um adult sound because yes. k-pop artists rarely get to branch out as a group doing mm-hmm. something like this so i really appreciate that his official mixtape uh features a song like this the first time i thought a mixtape would come out he did fly with me and it was like less than two minutes he barely yeah. said i remember much that. lyrics on it and i liked the song and i watched the behind the scenes video but it it wasn't enough i was waiting for him to do something mm-hmm. uh fortunately Juhan came out with his mixtape and I was like, oh, now I want IMs even more. Exactly. Even though it's not as extensive as Juhan's, I'm still appreciative that he has two full songs. Mm-hmm. Um, like everyone said, sexy, sultry, it's low, slow tempo. He really showcases his deep voice with singing and his rapping. Yeah. I'm glad that he <laughs> took... <laughs> You need to stop. (laughs) I'm glad that he took a chance on um, singing the whole song or rapping and singing the whole song in English. Mm -hmm. Um, He is the member that knows the most English out of the entire group. So I found it very interesting that he wanted to do his first official mixtape song in all English. And it worked really well. So hats off to him. So how about we do a pink horizons? Yes. How many horizons, oh, horizons out of 10 would you give this video, Sam? Horizons. I'm going to give it a 9.5. Um, mm-hmm. Hush. The 0.5 is just because mm-hmm. I wanted LA to be in the video. Um, the the CGI head thing was kind of uh, a little weird for me. But oh. I mean, at least there was some... Um, uh, element of LA in it. Exactly. Yeah. Some element. Yeah. Other than that, oh, it's good. It's, I, I really do enjoy the song itself. Um, I just wanted LA to be in Korea and be like, hey, what's good? I'm in what's here. Good? Yeah. Marie, what you what you got? I give him 10 horizons. I yes. think he was a great <laughs> sunset sunrise on Thank the horizon. You, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, yeah, same for me. 10 out of 10. Um, and Marie's holding my bias, so I can't give more than that. Mm-hmm. Here, I... take your bias back. <laughs> okay, so 100 out of 10. And <laughs> <laughs> no, this is going to be some week in the future. This is going to be one of my repeaters. This is yeah. definitely a sound that I gravitate towards. Okay. I love uh, a sexy, deep voice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, next song. A pink, everybody ready? Yeah. Um, A pink. They are a veteran girl group, so they've been together for at least five years. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I would consider veteran girl groups because the seven year mark is usually like we're disbanding, so oh, they're wow. at the the tail end of the the curse of girl groups. So right. for me, um, I'm glad that they did a song where they can have fun. Every everybody is basically showcasing like, you know, thank you for being with us this whole time. We want to show you that we're still lively. We're still um, ready to give you all we got. The song mm-hmm. is for our fans. The song is for us celebrating um, us being together. Um, what else did I think about it? Mm, lighthearted. Definitely yeah. a lighthearted song. Mm-hmm. It's not something you're going to... Um, 
have to look deeply into the lyrics. You just want to have fun. It's like typical K-pop, but um, a live mix to it because you can hear the clapping at the end and beginning of the song. So, yeah, you know. Yeah, the song itself had a very just like feel good and classic vibe. Um, It was very kind of jumpy. Uh, The part, the celebratory part of them in the dresses with the balloons, I thought that that was... I thought that was the most interesting part and also the fact that they were doing like a self-shooting of stuff like mm, like yeah. it's like a selfie cam kind of thing mm-hmm. um I didn't really get the white dresses kind of looked like it looked like wedding, wedding dress yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. so um maybe it's like the that, celebration like you celebrate a wedding we're right. celebrating so I think I they were <laughs> they were ce- well so they were celebrating this was a this wow, was so- a special song for them. It was a special fan release because it was on the mm-hmm. anniversary of their debut. So this is eight mm-hmm. years of them being together. This yeah, was their debut cute. for this. Uh, Wait, so what? This was their eight-year debut. This is eight years from their debut, their anniversary. That's what it said? I thought it said five years. They uh, years? they were together in 2011. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, disregard what I said about the curse. They skipped over that. Yes. Yeah, they went. They've been past that. If it's so, eight years, wow. Th- this yeah, is seven years year, is a curse. This mm-hmm. is their eight-year anniversary song. So this was mm-hmm. kind of their special song to everybody. This was their, you know, anniversary of their debut. So their dresses were kind of that formal dress, and I like mm-hmm. the way they went with this. It was more of a fun song because they could have done more of like a ballad, but instead right. they kind of went for more fun. Uh, I wouldn't say. I don't think it was supposed huh. to be intricate is basically no. it was just yeah. supposed to showcase that hey we're still here we still love you guys and we're celebrating together right. instead of shooting a formal video it's kind of like just we had us. a friend follow yeah. us around and just celebrating our debut on this day mm-hmm. and come yeah, with us out. I was having fun mm-hmm. yeah compared to their on the beach compared to their more refined type of sound for some of their songs this was just a real like throwback song Mm-hmm. Their, from their style so to how they they shot it to uh, how the song sounded this was a very just much throwback to everything that they've done before yeah, yeah very generic to me mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. unfortunately it was a very generic girl pop group yes um, <laughs> but i mean it's been eight years so uh, i get it you know let's just do something chill let's just do something laid back we're not trying to really bring it like that i mean maybe we'll bring it with the next comeback or the next song mm-hmm. but for now we're just gonna be like hey we're, we're still here. here you love us <laughs> yeah, yeah. Love you back. and this was a very so, different um song choice because compared to their last few songs they had a very mm-hmm. like electronic backdrop really heavy this was a very mm-hmm. fun easy to go to live moment yeah right. i think it i think to it it'll get everybody involved in a way like younger people might like it older people might like it like it's just kind mm-hmm. of like all across neutral. the board yeah neutral exactly neutral mm-hmm. is a good word for it and for neutral okay. how many dresses do you give this tandy mm-hmm. um i'm gonna say a 6.5 it's not a, a bad song i just feel like it's one of those songs when you listen to someone's album and they do that one live release <laughs> and you're just like oh okay cool Okay. It's fine. Okay. Understandable. <laughs> yeah. Sam, yeah it's not a bad song at all. It's just okay. You know? You're right. I, I agree. It's just an okay song. So I'm going to give it a 6.5 as well. Okay. Yeah. I'm with you guys. I'll, I'll be a little nicer. I'll give it a 7. Ooh, but fancy. 7. Same, same thing, though. 
<laughs> All right, on to the next one. Twice fancy, huh? You just use fancy. I see what you did there. Are you fancy, huh? Uh, fancy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Sam, what you what did you think about twice? So, I know that you are already a once. Yeah, I'm a bit of a once. Um, I've been a fan since. Uh, what was the song likey um so i'm still kind of new to twice but i went back on a lot of their music and i I like it um this what i really enjoyed about it was the disco kind of funk beat they had going on Mm -hmm. and the outfits actually matched that so Mm -hmm. i thought that was really cool had the go-go boots and stuff going on it was a very upbeat song um it's something that i would definitely get into it's very twice like though very twice like yeah um as far as the uh video goes altogether i would say that it it was still more mature from what twice would usually do yeah um even even in the outfits like the the really 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 short skirts and high boots it was more mature than what they would what they usually present to us but um still very in twice manner if that makes sense yeah Marie, what you think? When it comes to this, I, like I said before, don't really stand girl groups that hard, but this will make me stand twice. Mm-hmm. I think their lack of having to be, uh, I think their lack of rap for me when it comes to girl groups is a plus for me because mm-hmm. I'm expecting a certain type of rap when I hear it and they have very minimal rap, but their drops and changes into the people who are doing the rap, it's great. It's a very mm-hmm. smooth flow between them. It was. Yeah. A, this is a song I would actually look for and put it onto my playlist. I've listened to it a few times, and the video was very opposite their normal videos. It was bright, but in a darker way, if that makes sense. So instead right. of yeah, using tones were different. instead of using the brights with the uh, whites and the highlighter pinks and greens and those poppy colors, they popped, but into the more of like a galaxy type of color. So yeah. blacks with the darker purples, darker blues. And that was just more fun to me. It made it a little bit more of a night, like a more of a party scene instead of a more, oh, let me let me get up and dance. This was more of a like, hey, let's chill, let's pop, let's have some fun. So this mm-hmm. one felt a little bit more mature, and I think I liked this twice more. The fancy twice. Fancy yeah. twice. Fancy um, twice. For me, I really like this release as well. I also like Likey, but I'm not a once, but I do follow twice. Um Marie mentioned the galaxy and they have planets in here. And Mm. one of the lyrics, uh, I guess in the bridge area, it talks about like, I want to be your star. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to be like your shining light. So I thought that was pretty interesting that they put the physical imagery of what they were saying in the lyrics. Mm -hmm. And basically the song is about needing someone being very infatuated and the way that they, I guess, put the nightclub type theme to this video made me think like oh let's have fun i want to go on a date with you because it's it's nighttime traditional dates are at nighttime right mm-hmm. and let's do something a little different and i want to tell you how much i want to be with you mm-hmm. uh, it definitely has a 60s 70s feel because of the outfits mm-hmm. in two of the scenes um the my favorite scene is actually the rose garden i think nice. that is a yeah, beautiful like set and uh yeah they do play with darker themes than what they're usually used to um so i I appreciate that too because it gives them now some more range uh, yeah range differentiation Mm -hmm. um the choreography was a little bit more intricate than what i am used to seeing with twice i feel like this is something that yeah maybe i could learn a couple of moves but they really put a little extra oomph in this 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So my favorite part in terms of the like singing or rapping is the two breakdowns that are in the later yeah. half of the song. Um, the rappers did really great. They have exactly. Yes, they they have a what do you call it? They don't have that squeaky voice. Like it's it is a higher voice, but it's not squeaky. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Marie had talked about this off the podcast that squeaky voices are just not that fun. It, it <laughs> no, doesn't work for not everybody. Really. Not everybody yeah. can be up there. So for fancy twice, let's do disco balls. Disco balls. Ooh, okay. Out of 10 disco balls, I would give it a, a solid eight. I Ooh. would definitely let this song play all the way through. I would not skip it. I love the video. The reason why it's two down is because I'm still getting that techno pop, but not in the sense of the way I consume techno pop. I want I wanted a little bit, I don't know. I, I'm missing something from it. Gotcha. But it's it's a great song nonetheless. Yeah. 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 Um, I think I would give it a ten. It's mm. it's twice, Ooh. but I like that it's a, I know, right? <laughs> it's twice, but I'm gonna give them a um a higher grading because I like that they're maturing. I like that it's a more yeah. It's a more uh, upgrade. It's more of a level up from what yes. they've done level before. Up. So I'm level up, level up, level up, level up. So I'm really excited to see where the rest of the comeback goes with this. Okay. But yeah, I'm, I'm giving it a solid ten, man. I'm, I'm proud of my twice. Okay, okay. I think I think I will give them eight point five disco balls. It mm-hmm. was a very good song, especially for twice. This is in upgrade from the songs i've heard from them before mm-hmm. but it still wasn't my favorite song so if it was on i wouldn't turn it off i might add it to a playlist but i'm not going to be listening to this on repeat anytime soon okay, okay. i mean that's 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 fine I, I feel like that's reasonable i feel like we're on the same page marie mm-hmm. okay so next is my babies from very, jellyfish very <laughs> very, very yes so <laughs> very very this song i feel like their music just keeps getting better so mm-hmm. this song mm-hmm. had a very throwback feel to me. Um, it, their brand seems to be a very distinct kind of retro New Jack swing type of feel. So mm-hmm. when we were watching this earlier, we were talking about how this kind of reminded us of New Edition. And yeah. when you look at their outfits, it fits the style because it feels like it's an old school throwback, but it feels like mm-hmm. it's brought into the new age. Right. Even with some of the parts you see, I'm pretty sure they have Sega and uh, yes, Nintendo, I just saw the and yeah. Nintendo yeah. floating through the space. So you can feel them trying to and bring Pac-Man. back, uh, yes, and Pac-Man. You can feel them trying to bring back that retro feel when it comes to that. And their music doesn't fit the cookie cutter music that mm-hmm. a lot of the other groups will do. If they do hip hop, it's a very distinct type of hip hop sound. If they do yeah. a type of uh, electro, it'd be a very different type of electro sound. This one feels like old school R and B to me but mm-hmm. with a new feel. So how Bruno Mars will kind of do yeah. his music, which is what Sam was saying before. And yeah. this is a great catchy type of upbeat song for them to listen to. And mm-hmm. it feels like they kind of have a different type of movement when they go with this. It's not the typical uh, songs. Sorry. Cut this part real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, they're relying heavily more on singing the song in the hip hop type of beat instead of a very Gen- uh, generic robotic type of tone so where we have a beat where you may repeat the lyrics over and over because it's catchy sometimes mm-hmm. that feels forced with yeah. this song it feels like it's just a very flowing it, it makes sense and it feels very natural with them mm-hmm. so overall yes. i think that this is a fun song it is a it is going to kind of define how their group is 
because uh, I feel like they're going to stick with this type of R&B, uh, New Jack Swing type of feel for a while because it's something that not every group is doing. So it's going to be their right. niche type of sound. Yeah. yeah. And the same goes for um, what Bruno Mars is doing. Like it, it, it's not super popular, his his whole style of modernizing the New Jack Swing feel. So I like that you're you're that they are a group that's doing that because you don't you're not seeing that often. So um, the fact that they're taking that direction is really cool. My favorite part of it visually was the the color palette. Like I really enjoyed how they use a lot of the uh, themes, like the certain colors, and make a whole room out of it, and also make their outfits match it. That was mm. really cute. I enjoyed that part, and um, I just like seeing them have fun, and I genuinely feel like their personality shine through the way that they were doing not only their singing but the way that they act too like they have like a lot of charisma and i enjoy that oh yeah like it was really cute and now this makes me want to actually pay attention to very very like this caught me so yeah um, yeah yeah. well i already mentioned that it's my group i love Mm -hmm. them um (laughs) these are your boys baby baby group for jellyfish the if you guys don't know Jellyfish mm-hmm. also encompasses Vix, and it's actually Vix is one of my all-time favorite groups. Um, just so everybody understands what New Jack Swing is, it is a type of sound that was founded in like the mid '80s to the early '90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want someone that has this sound on their album, that's uh, I guess very popular would be Janet Jackson's Control album mm-hmm. that has a lot of elements of New, New Jack Swing. Yeah. Um, the other people, I'm sure a lot of people don't know uh, who invented it, so I'm not going to go into that. Right. But if you want someone to kind of compare the sound and understand what we're talking about, that swing beat, it's like a fusion of funk. It has a lot of synthesizers. Um, what else? It's like and a beat, a, a disco, yeah, dance yeah. pop. It's 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 like R and B, but if electro wasn't electro yeah. today, yeah. is what like, I would consider it. Boys to Men did it back in yeah. the day. Yeah, yeah. They they played with the sound. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you need Keith a sweat, a strong, yeah. a strong like reference of it, it would be Bruno Mars uh, finesse because that right now that yeah. basically was like the main one. Yeah, like, he brought it back mm-hmm. exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. So yeah, for me, I really love this sound. Um, like I said, I'm into R and B. All types of R and B doesn't matter what sub genre it's under. Mm-hmm. So personally what stood out from the video is that the the outfits actually matched their age and the I guess like the teen adolescence type of feel the crush on you Mm -hmm. um I want to take you to the fair type feel that they're (laughs) they're giving us when we talked about TXT in the previous podcast I didn't exactly mention the outfits mm. i did not like the outfits that txt had because it made them seem like middle schoolers or elementary schoolers mm-hmm. the the outfits weren't well chosen i know that they were trying to go for a younger look but it made them look too young mm. and the song was already a traditional k-pop with this i feel like they're playing exactly on the ages that they are mm-hmm. and having a little um, 90s early or late 80s early 90s twists on the outfits the rappers um really shined in this for me uh they were able to have a distinct voice but not too distinct where it takes away from the vocalists right. all of them have great vocals i can't wait to see what else that they're going to do in the future uh, especially since it seems like Bix is 
coming out of their spotlight and going into the military, I think very, very is going to step in very well. Mm, gotcha. <laughs> that makes sense. And, um, you know, show that they are a good, not replacement, but a stand in for Vicks while they're away doing mm-hmm. solo or military activities. But yeah, I agree with everything that Sam and Marie said. I'm not going to repeat them. I just wanted to throw my little points in. So let's do, let's see. TXT. My babies? Clocks. Let's do clocks. Oh. Because it's from now. I want you guys to give me how many clocks, how many time clocks out of clocks. 10. Ooh. Ah. For very, oh, very. planets in it too. It does. For this very, very, I will give them nine clocks. Mm. Okay. I think I'll give them nine clocks too. I actually really like this one. And it, it makes me want to go like look into more of their music. So. Mm-hmm. For me, 10 out of 10. Of course. Oh, 10 out of 10. No, no it's not showing. because of the bias. It's literally, I really like the song. The, the type if I never thing. saw them and I just heard the song, I would repeat the song yeah. is what I'm I'm trying to say. Okay. I know that these are my babies, but I'm really <laughs> glad that they're doing a different sound than any other debuted right. K-pop group in the last two years. No one else is trying to do a new Jack swing. So, mm-hmm. All right. Nice. Now, our last one. Last but not least. My babies. Her babies. Her babies. (laughs) Her babies. How about we kind of uh, preface this by saying we all love this much more than their original release. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This should have been their original release. I, I must like really, really stress the fact that I really wish that this was the release of against the other one because uh, I really like this one. You could cut this because I don't know. I feel okay. like I no, said I'm writing uh, it too down. many times. Yeah. Um, 30 minutes. I got it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. There was puppies and kittens in it. There's not much I, <laughs> There's not much more I can say because I don't really know TXT that well. Um, mm-hmm. But this, uh, I really like this video more than I like the other one. That's all I could really say. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, the lyrics I thought were really cute and using dogs and cats and using it as a metaphor as to the loyalty that our pets have to us. They want to translate it into being loyal to a girl that they really like and wanting her to wait on him and uh, be his everything and vice versa. Um, this is a great song for their age range that they're mm. trying to hit because it kind of gives a... Um, it's like a date song. I feel yeah. like there's a theme this week. A lot of crushes and yes. dates and yeah, man, stuff tis like the that. Season. Right. Tis, tis the season. Tis. You know, everybody's trying to get a little summer fling. Summer yeah. fling, so summer loving. I feel like this makes sense for the, the summer crowd. This acting in the video is much better than what they did in the original Agreed. one. I know I, I critiqued mm-hmm. it a little hard. Um, <laughs> and I'm glad the color palette is kind of similar, but the outfits are much better. The way that they utilize the space is much better. And, um, the fact that it is a completely different sound mm-hmm. more, mm, it is hip hop, but it's not K-pop hip hop. This is something I didn't expect TXT to do. Right. This reminds me of a song that you would hear a normal hip hop artist do. So I'm really glad that they took a chance and did the complete opposite of traditional k-pop and just went 
hardcore hip hop with this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The outfits that they have on the uh, night scene and in the yes. neon room, I think they're really, really cool. Whoever is their stylist for this video, keep them because these styles work for them. So, yeah. Marie, yes. I have your bias. Tell me uh, what you okay, think. Take my bias. So, I guess I should start off with my one negative thing. I've realized a lot of these groups, especially the new groups, use a lot of auto tune. So, yeah. I've despise auto-tuning for my own reasons <laughs> not that it's always bad just i feel like it could be overused uh mm-hmm. in this case it's not that it was overused but i just feel like their natural voices are good enough where they don't always need auto-tune so i wish they right. wouldn't have done that for them um even yeah. their rapping abilities like i know for me for this one it was like a fake kind of mumble rap like it, um. it wasn't a traditional rap it was a little bit of a mumble rap it went with that style but it was not a full mumble rap because you can actually understand what they were saying so it was lyrical, but it gave but, the fake impression. Yes, like it gave mumble. that mumble feel, but without yeah, actually okay. mumbling because they had a, a reasoning behind what they're saying. This was a very mm-hmm. fun song to me. I loved it. I definitely thought when I heard this on the album that this should have been their uh, pick for their top song, but it, it did, wasn't, yeah, yeah. and it's okay. This is going to be the anthem for furries everywhere. Oh, <laughs> I already oh know. Um, <laughs> I didn't I, even think of that. <laughs> already know. This is going to be the anthem for furries everywhere. But yeah. you got to see their personalities when you got to see them yeah, dance. Yeah. They each got to showcase. I don't think they really showcase their rapping skills the same way they showcased it in this one. Which, mm-hmm. like I said before, they are going to be changing who each person is uh, throughout each different comeback. So it's good to see them highlighting different aspects of it. Mm-hmm. their angles i'm surprised you didn't complain about tandy because they used a lot of quick cut angles that you no, didn't like there's a difference a between slapping the camera somewhere <laughs> and using it as a treat cheap movement trick or shaking yeah. the camera too much where you can't focus on the person like say for instance i had no idea who tsc is i've never seen the video and the first thing i saw was the camera moving here here and then they cut you can't see them dancing so it's just half their body but they're mm-hmm. doing bottom half dance move leg dance moves it doesn't make sense for this <laughs> the jump cuts were were properly placed yeah. it wasn't okay doing it just because they think it would be stylistic or aesthetic mm. it was actually making sense to me yeah. so that's why i didn't complain i do want to include that it i realized that it did have a i think a lot of the scenes had a lot to do with what pets would do like mm-hmm. like they, oh they yeah, had yeah like a napping scene and then they were at one point they were like all kind of stooping down like like you would did like you said furry anthems I, yes I, I this is gonna be the furry that. anthem this was an <laughs> yeah. oddly this was an oddly refreshing song for me because yeah. it had yeah, the innocence yeah. of what their group is able to give us mm-hmm. while still having a beat that is something that sounds like any rapper or any older group would do so I feel yeah. like this gave us a refreshing view on what they can do. And I really hope this is more of the brand they stick with, which is what sounds mm-hmm. like the rest of their uh, songs on their mixtape or on their album will sound like. Yeah. So cool, very cool. strong concept too. So yeah, that's really yeah. cool. So I would like to ask ladies, yes. how many cats and dogs do you give it? <laughs> I'm going to give them pause. Like, like cat pause. Oh. pause. Ah, okay. yeah, I'm going to give them nine paws nine paws because okay. i found it really cute and i actually liked the i enjoyed the cuteness it wasn't <sighs> too much for me i love this improvement scores okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a deep contrast um yeah. i give it a nine as well because this is a i feel like i'm cheating comparing it to the last because mm. it's such a big improvement but okay let's pretend like i didn't see the music video mm-hmm. i 
like the song in general. So if mm-hmm. I heard it, I wouldn't have skipped it. I think the lyrics are very fun. It's something that would, if you're listening to it, like in a cafe or something, and then you hear them say, you know, I'm a cat for you or whatever, yeah. it was it will stop you in your tracks. And you're like, like oh, what? I need to know what is I just want to be your dog. <laughs> you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the music video, much, much better improvement. I'm really glad that they looked at their last and said, you know what, we can do better. Right. And and now that I think about it, I'm glad that they did the reverse. They did not put this out first because it shows that they can improve mm. on their acting, That's their style point. and stuff like that. If I yeah. saw this first and then the other song, I would be more disappointed because yeah. I'm like, wow, your quality decreased a little bit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. nine. Okay. It's good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Marie, oh. did you, you? She didn't give her. Yeah, you didn't give the, I, the cats or doggies. I will give my. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought it was just automatic. No, um, I'm not going to give them a ten on this one. I will give my kids a nine point five because I still see room oh, for improvement. Oh, wow, such a dramatic decrease. <laughs> nine point five. Pause. Pause. Put the pause okay. on them. Sorry. <laughs> All right, so for this portion, we are going to do our repeaters of the week. This is the song that we have just had stuck in our headphones, in our heads all day. We'd find ourselves singing it out of nowhere. Yep. Um, so, yeah, yep. start off, Marie. All right, so my first one for the week is Flo Sick and Jesse's Wet. I'm good when I'm good when I'm bad, I'm better. Think you got the juice, but I'm wet This song... <laughs> this is my favorite word. This is a bop. This song literally her line, I'm good when I'm good, but I'm bad better when I'm badder. Like that's what? that's the shit. That song <laughs> I kind of feel like that was the word. <laughs> that was not the word. Did I say the opposite, didn't I? No, you just messed up. <laughs> I'm good when I'm good, but I'm better when I'm uh, Yeah, I'm good when I'm good when I'm bad. Bad I'm, I'm better. Bro, I'm. <laughs> she no, said I'm better. I'm better. Yeah, play exactly Hold on, start all over. Marie, just say your segment. That was hilarious. <laughs> Fuck me. Okay, we got this. I got this. All right. So mm-hmm. my song of the week's. Blah blah. Fuck. My repeaters <laughs> of the week are Flowstick and Jesse. What? That song is a bop. Let me tell you, this is a song mm-hmm. I used to hype myself up when it goes into yes. me working out. Yes. This is a song for the female rapper. She is one of my favorite female rappers, so make sure to check her out. Chicha. Yes. What a my second what a. song is gonna be just to focus on me. So if you guys know who Got7 is, mm-hmm. this is JB and Yukiams. This song <laughs> is an R&B sexy feel. They yes. are basically looking like pieces of art in their music yes. video. So just yep. make sure to go ahead and watch that and put this on your playlist because it is one not to miss out on. Yes. 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 It, it came out recently. It did. Yep. It is a very new song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, my repeaters for the week um, to play in on our last podcast, I really enjoyed uh, our rookie, one of our rookie debuts, uh, One Team. Yes. My, yes. Oh my gosh. I really love the song vibe. It's, it stayed with me like the whole entire time and i think it was mostly because of the the way that the beat went 
and I I keep going back to the video as well. So all of it really just. Yeah, you said the beat was similar to AMOG. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it was yeah. just ugh, I love it. Uh, the next one would be ONF Must Love. Yeah. We must love. Sorry. Um, something super dramatic about how the video went. Like I didn't do so cute. And up. Uh, like I said, I'm a because I'm a Moment Bay at heart. Um, one of the guys from that group actually was in the No Mercy competition that uh, Monster X came from. That was that formed them. Mm-hmm. Um, MK, he's one of my my favorites. But I think Wyatt is my bias. Um, yeah, something so dramatic about the different complexities in the beat. Uh, in the music is what really made me enjoy it and the dancing everything was just so polished like I wanted to talk about them last week as a rookie group but I realized they were a rookie group and if you have time check out their third mini album it's really good oh awesome 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 my list so mm-hmm. for me, I have two very contrasting songs <laughs> yes. um I okay all of us love day six but the song for me that really just like i can never get out of my head is i wait it is one of i think it's their best song to me um it showcases all of their vocals as well as the videos beautifully shot Mm -hmm. i I think you guys should first listen to the song before you look at the video because the you want to hear the sounds. They're a band. Hmm. You want to pick up on all their instruments first. I like first. the video, though. Mm-hmm. No, no, I like the video. I'm not saying <laughs> you shouldn't watch the video. I'm saying yeah. if you were to choose one over the other, I would listen to the, the song on Spotify or something. Mm. It just um, it puts you in the mood. It's a beautiful song. I can't wait till they do more songs like this with the harmonizing. Just on point the other yeah. song i have is from an artist i found recently um she only has one album her name yeah. is libata the song mm-hmm. i chose was running back and there isn't a music video for this so you're just gonna have to either type it in youtube or uh, it's on spotify as well yes audio it video, is right? yes it's audio so it's very, it's R&B, but her yeah. voice is very unique. Um, Marie and Sam listened to the song with me. Uh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, It's it really very is. gorgeous. Her voice, I, I love to choose songs that have vocalists that have voices you do not regularly find in K-pop. Right. Or you don't find them having their own, um, you don't traditionally find singers that have a a little rasp a little sultriness to their voice consistently she's not doing an effect that's just her voice right so Mm -hmm. if you got time and you want yes very breathy i like that word (laughs) if you got time and you really love r&b especially a kind of a janae aiko slash solange type feel then listen to libata's album especially the song running back yeah, I'm about to listen to her right now, actually, because... Right now? Yeah, we right were, now. We were recording. Well, maybe not right now. I'm ready. We're recording. <laughs> I'm a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, so now we're here at our main discussion, and I kind of want to start off with how K-pop came to America. Like, when was the first instance 
we kind of recognize K-pop in America. And I feel like it started with the Korean wave that they also dubbed the Hallyu wave. Mm-hmm. I know that some of you... Yeah, how you? I know that some of you have seen this on like YouTube videos and stuff. There's a popular K-pop channel called uh, How You Back, and she yeah. started during the How You Wave, and um, it's basically just saying Korean entertainment culture transitioning into foreign markets. Right. And that started, I didn't even know it started all the way back in 2000. Like it was that far back, but I think they're including other Asian markets they're not just talking about like the neighboring countries but anything farther out and then the first instance that we had any k-pop in America after that point was uh Rain had his uh concert Rain um Rain Rain, it was Rain it was Girls Generation it was Wonder Girls um Mm. YG SM they all had their own individual uh like family concerts where it was a whole bunch of artists in one And then we have, yeah. Well, you know what? I think we can make that happen. (laughs) Yeah, I hope we can make that happen. Why (gasps) not just have one? Yeah, yeah, like family concerts. I mean, well, it's probably gonna be like super expensive, but maybe we could try. (laughs) You know, we can can see what we can do. Yeah, we can see what we can do. But yeah, we'll work it out. We'll work it out. Marie brought up a really good fact off the podcast that I think she should mention in this beginning phase of where k-pop is today about wonder girls and jyp yes Mm -hmm. so when k-pop started becoming a big thing in the u.s they saw a lot of potential with bringing popular groups that were big in korea to the u.s so Mm -hmm. that means jyp being the smart man he was was like hey wonder (laughs) girls they are making bank here in korea everybody loves them let's take them over to the u.s which Mm -hmm. was a smart idea because they were able to headline for like the jonas brothers Mm-hmm. and get seen by a whole new audience so when yeah. they came over here they did have success for the time being or for the mm-hmm. they did have success for the time that they were here where right. they were getting seen they were getting more fans they were doing concerts they even um did their own world tour is that right tandy or not a world tour yeah, but a no, u.s no. tour they did do um well they did a large i mean like a gigantic yeah. u.s tour where they, they hit um like 12 stops and no huge. other k-pop act has done that many shows in the u.s at once mm. so they even though they were touring and they were selling out concerts in different cities in the u.s they still weren't to jyp's standard uh seen as an accomplishment he actually when you look back at it in an interview said that this was a time when he really failed and when you're successful in something, then people praise you. But when you fail, people like to show it even more that you failed. And he was just happy wow. that he tried it and brought yeah. the group here. But for him, it wasn't seen as a success. But Which other groups would. It, it is. It's ridiculous. It's crazy mm-hmm. that they, even though they were selling out concerts, they just weren't seen as huge. But I think because the internet honestly has a lot to do with popularity these days, yeah. and I think because yeah. even though he had a physical eyes and people were. Um, enjoying the concerts and the, the plethora of concerts he gave with the Wonder Girls, the problem was he wasn't doing anything else. Yes. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. not everybody's able to go to a concert. I, I yeah. went to see B, um, uh, B2K so bad, but I was young <laughs> yeah. and I didn't have the money. And right. like the only thing I could do is buy the albums. But 
K-pop albums weren't available in stores. Mm, so okay. on top of that, there's nowhere to... The availability wasn't readily available. You couldn't right, just pull up to Target like you can now and get the K-pop album. Right, yeah. exactly, exactly. For me to see, when I saw B2K, I actually won tickets, but I won tickets through one of the shows that they do from uh, 106 and Park, if you guys remember. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess, too, the idea that he got to bring them here um, came from seeing that there was interest uh, somehow, right? Like, he saw mm-hmm. interest that international fans were like you know checking for them so yeah yeah, yeah. i good. got into korean dramas uh, mm-hmm. i guess for the hollywood wave i started in 2006 and that was yeah. before the drama fevers the vickies i think right. vicky and drama fever were there but their presence was so small yeah. i had to go mm-hmm. to another site and find a torrent to download Dang. it to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but torrents. around that time rain had um his concert right and then yg epic highs first concerts were in 2009 which is ridiculous because they just had one yeah um and then rain did it again mm-hmm. wonder girls came in 2010 it was like the smallest portion of korean activity and okay. that was the year that wonder girls came in in yeah. the uh in the summer for some reason he i think JYP was too I guess fresh at the game at the time mm. and it was too much of a risk to try again mm-hmm. and he didn't have even though Wonder Girls was very popular they were on the Billboard Top 100 it was one of the first or the first Korean artists to be on the Top 100 Hot 100 Ooh. and not like any specific country's list it's like all over the world's list okay. right yeah yeah and then I was thinking like, oh man, he should have tried again with 2 p.m. and 2 a.m. because 2 p.m. and 2 a.m. were the Wonder Girls headliners for most of their shows, right? Okay. He didn't, but everybody else came in. So SM came in in 2011. All of their acts came, like JYJ, um, SM Town, um, what else? Girls Generation. Okay. All of them came. Right. It's a lot. Then 2013 Mm -hmm. is when everybody was like, oh, we can do this. (laughs) We can actually make money abroad. So that's when a shiny comes again Four minutes, sister, tiara, TPM, um, super junior came 21 came, big bang came. And the list goes on and on and on. So also 2012 and 2013. Also Mm -hmm. arrives with the concerts was also because SM started doing things a little bit different than JYP did. Right. Mm, SM decided, Oh, let's partner with YouTube. Mm-hmm. and nice. start getting our music known through this up-and-coming video streaming Platform. service. Right. And okay. this was getting their artists in front of people, so now they were getting seen by more than just people who had a niche interest in K-pop. This was getting seen by hundreds of thousands of people who might not right. have ever seen this, but it got, hey, it popped up on the you-should-watch-this-video list, and people right. were falling for it. Or whatever it was called at that time. Yes. Probably changed something. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they switched it up. (laughs) Yeah, but just think about, like I said, social media had a big influence. And JYP just came just before that boom. It was just timing for him. And I Mm -hmm. wish that he you know, looked at us, reassessed it and right, right. didn't just absolutely write it off. And, right, you know, he, right. I mean, he was ambitious enough to like try it. So I don't see why. I'm he thankful that he yeah, did because it gave, it yeah, I'm, I'm grateful that he did because it gave the other companies like an idea like, oh, exactly. okay, we yeah. can come. Yeah. Man, if you guys ever get a chance to look at K-pop concerts held outside of America, it's a wiki list. Oof. Each year Oof. that you go through, 
it is ridiculous yeah and you start <laughs> to see how much it increased mm-hmm. and like 2019 now is like a lot of scrolls you gotta do a lot of scrolls you gotta, you gotta do a lot of scrolls scroll. 2018 was deep <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize how many concerts were last year. And yeah, I don't like looking at it because then it makes me think about what I missed. And right. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. I ain't doing it. And they just keep yeah. upping it every year. I feel like they're bringing more and more Of course, because there's so many debuts every every yeah. month, every week, almost every week. It's literally every week, I feel like. I feel like it's never going to yeah. slow down. I feel like yeah. the slowest month actually is November, probably. Yeah. Really? Oh, is it because of like holidays and stuff and people are like, know. okay, it's time to, you know. I don't know. It's get just, ready for Christmas. But if you, no, is it this, no, no, I lied because Crush <laughs> came last year during November. Who else came last but year? I feel BP. They, they tried doing most of theirs during the beginning of the year. Yeah, right. they try to rush us in with that Christmas money. I think the groups money. do that. The, the individual artists, like, because I remember I saw Alienaire um, mm-hmm. tour concert in November. It was freezing cold outside. That's why I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, who else did I see? I, I saw We, Just Music. Mm-hmm. I saw them, like, late summer. So they did come a little early, too. But I remember seeing November. I remember seeing Alienaire in November, and that was it was. I think Dumb, uh, was it the Dumbfounded tour in mm-hmm. 2018 was like the cusp of spring. Like yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, it was still kind of warm. I remember. Yeah, I feel like when it's like a solo artist, they do the tail ends because they mm-hmm. know that the middle of the year from March to like September is crazy. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So the groups really try to come out here and and it's nice spring summer weather. So they try to get really decent venues so that Mm -hmm. people come out. But I don't know. Cold weather is fine, too. As long as you have me somewhere nice and warm. (laughs) I don't mind coming out to your show. I think it's running the risk that their flights get delayed or they get snowed in and stuff like that. So it makes sense. Yeah, And it snows badly out there. That's I I forgot about that. When did you first notice any type of K-pop, any Korean music was popular here. What was your first exposure? The first one for me was Gangnam Style. Mm. Not even realizing what it was. And I was very ignorant at the time. I will not deny that. I was like, oh, it's just some Asian song. Like, mm-hmm. it's a it's a fun dance. So right. I didn't really know what it was. And now looking back, I'm like, wow. Right. I'm a little disappointed myself. But... Um, <laughs> That song, though, even for me, wasn't a song where I looked at Sai and was like, oh, look at this this artist. Look at this singer. Like, look at what he's doing. Like, it was just a mm-hmm. fun, kind of a gag song because a lot of, like, not memes were going around at the time, but people would do, like, those random funny videos. Like so Vines? I, like what? Those Vines, Vines I think? Yeah. Like with Vines, yeah. Mm-hmm. Things like that. And so I just kind of thought it was one of those. Mm-hmm. Not realizing it was, like, a real artist because now looking into him, like, he has some act- some really good music. Yeah, but when I looked at it then, I was like, "Oh, this is this funny song, and it's catchy, and like everyone's doing the dance, so it's great." Uh, right. And that hit America huge. That was yeah. one of the right. top charting YouTube videos and views, the quickest that they got, and the most that they got. It held yeah. records for years. Years. Yeah. What about you, Sam? Yeah. So I'm very, very new to all of it. Mm-hmm. Um. So I knew. I realized that. Gangnam Style was a huge hit but when it came out like like you said I I I didn't really pay that much attention to it I wasn't checking for it that's what it was mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, I thought that it was just a dance and a, a dance with the song of course but I wasn't I wasn't that interested I, what 
kind of struck me was when um, I kept hearing a specific song, and I think it was a Microsoft commercial, a laptop mm-hmm. commercial, mm-hmm. and it was. It's not until I shazammed it um, and heard, found out that it was twenty one. I was Yay, like, wait, my girl. yeah, yeah, and I. I was like, wait, they're using K-pop for commercials now? This is this is what's happening. This is where we're at. <laughs> and but it was the only one at the time that I had even realized was was in a commercial, but it was so mm. distinct because I, I don't think anybody had ever heard it before and it stood out because when people heard they were like, Oh, what is this? No, 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 no. So it forced people to actually like kind of look into it and see what it was. And if you were already a twenty one fan, it was nothing to you. You knew about yep. it, you know. But mm-hmm. for me, I was just like, What is like dumbfounded that was like exactly and that was a girl a girl group and you know it featured just like females uh female voices it wasn't until i went out um to eat actually at a korean restaurant in um manhattan and i heard uh rapping over a beat with, with a male voice was i like wait there's there's this this is going on too and i was like is this i I was in a korean restaurant so i understand that it was korean but i was like there's rapping like i didn't it blew my mind that they it it was this advanced and it was it was a very hip-hop beat and it wasn't until i took a break i went to the bathroom and i shazam the song so i could hear it clearer it was actually sani body language yes and the way he was rapping sounded so different to me. The fact that he had like a feature on it that was singing R and B, I was just like, "Wait, where where have I been? Like, what rock have I been under yeah. that I didn't know that they were doing this?" And it, it was already so advanced, but I was I was behind. Like I said, I yeah. super new to it. So for me, um, I kind of got into K-pop a little bit differently. I knew about Psy. I knew about. Kiana, um, I was in the K-pop a little bit before the Psy invasion. My first introduction was with a song that came out in 2008, 2009, and it was with Brown Eyed Girls called Abracadabra. Mm-hmm. They're very famous, like, hip move that Psy does in um, Gundam style. Not the, the little rodeo thing, but shake his hips and go around in a circle. That was originally in Brown Eyed Girls, and... I was like so upset at the time because I'm like, Sai, how could you copy my girls? You know, <laughs> but it's not the point, not the point. I'm just happy that he did get some American exposure. I started off with um, K-pop by finding a song in a drama and dramas do a lot of OSTs, but like I normally did not care for the OST. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a like, I guess, like a small feature. And I went onto the Internet and typed it in and. I was like, whoa, there's a lot more to this than I thought. Like, I just thought Korean songs were a lot more ballady. Yeah. I didn't really consider that there was more to it. There wasn't subcultures like we have in our own music. Um, and I feel like that's an ignorance to me. I didn't explore it. And it's kind of weird because, yeah, well, I usually look into things. So that's what really, I was really shocked that I didn't take the chance until even well after I found um, Brown Eyed Girls. I kind of mm. just stuck to a couple of groups. So now here we are <laughs> with all these groups <laughs> yeah. and people. So I want to know what made t- to you guys K-pop different? Um, I'll start off and then I guess we'll play off on that. For me, the, the original thing that I saw for K-pop was their music videos. Mm. I yes. am... I missed the 90s, early 2000s music video uh, wave where everyone 
put effort into making music videos i feel like <laughs> mm-hmm. it started to die out Preach. and <laughs> yeah. k-pop really put the artistry back into music video filming mm. um both me me and marie do a lot of uh phot- or i did a lot of photography marie does currently uh photography and i would love to direct video so when i see this i'm like ooh, let me take notice on how they shot it and k-pop videos never disappoint the song usually isn't you know that great for a while but mm-hmm. i always noticed that the music video was excellently shot for the time. I mean, now it's probably dated, but at the time I was like, well, they're still doing girl bands, boy bands. It's still a thing. Girls generation kind of pushed me more into finding more groups. I'm like, if girls generation at that time could get, I guess like 70, uh, 70 million views, 80, a hundred, like what BTS does now, Girls Generation was doing then, and mm. that's a super big feat comparatively. Right. So I was like, well, who else is doing this? And I slipped into listening to Chinese and Japanese music, but there was something about the quality that K-pop had that was different from everywhere else, including in the Western world, who was losing that that luster that oh, we used to have. Well, I do have a question for you then. Yeah. What is your favorite music video visually so far? So far? I have a, I have a lot. Pick How one. Could you ask me? If, you, if you had to, if you had to pick one. The pressure. What would your the favorite visual song. music video be? Visual music video. And not video. even the song. The song could be trash. But mm. if I want to know visually what is the best that you've seen. I have so many. Wait, yeah. okay. So I'm going to let Sam and you talk it out while I figure this out. Because... <laughs> I, I really want to give you a really good answer because I've seen a lot of music videos. Right. So, Agreed. yeah, you guys talk about how K-pop makes it different. So while you're off thinking about what your response is for the best visual music video, for uh-huh. me, what got me into K-pop and made it a little bit different was the storytelling of it. I grew up listening to all different type of types of music. I was very eclectic. I would listen to old school with my parents. I'd listen to country with some friends, rap and hip hop. It all kind mm-hmm. of depends on my mood, rock when I was upset or when I wanted something like let my anger out. So K-pop was a little bit different because the genre I was listening to originally, they stopped telling stories with their music. And that's why I like traditional rap. And I felt like when you went to K-pop, they went back to telling stories and everything about them was storytelling from their look of their music videos to what they were saying in their songs and there was just something about their music where i didn't even have to understand some of it for it to hit me Ah. and it caught me in a way that it doesn't even make sense to me like at first when it came to their music i would just listen to it for the beats and then i'd start to be able to hear their voices separately and not understanding the feelings i was getting like i would feel so upbeat by got sevens um what's just right just right yes by got sevens just right i could understand what they were saying by how they portrayed it in the music video and if i tell you that just right made me so happy every time i heard that like i could be at the brink of tears and listen to just right and start smiling and laughing and the feeling i got from that music from Mm -hmm. not understanding anything and being able to feel the happiness and the intent of them trying to make the people that they're talking to feel better about themselves and make them feel better uh, or to make the person understand that they are perfect the way that they are and to get that feeling and to understand it by not even having to know what they're saying 
is a huge mm-hmm. thing for me. And yes, that- actually, Marie brings a good point for all of this. We do not need to know what they're saying to feel the music. That not is at very all. Important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I Sorry agree. to cut you off, girl. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> it's a big thing. And it's also why I got so attached to uh, uh, the group I got attached to. So BTS is my bias group because they tell a lot of stories. Mm-hmm. Their whole thing is a whole universe of stories. And I am a sucker for stories. And yes. it also feels like when they were writing some of their songs that they know that the pain that you're going through and you can feel that. And it's like they help heal you in a way. And this whole yeah. Love Yourself series for me now, just from where I started and being in the Just Right to the whole Love Yourself series of BTS and them literally working to make you feel good about yourself and to love yourself and their music. Not every genre, especially in our culture in, in America, is doing that. Like, they might be an artist or two who make a song or two songs about, oh, yeah, you're great just the way you are. And then the next song, we're going to go back to talk about bitches, this bitches, that. But hmm. that with- makes sense, because uh, if we're going to listen to songs that have lyrics that don't really have a meaning, you know, bitches, this bitches, that why not listen to a song that sounds good? And we don't necessarily know the lyrics. We can look them up later, but sometimes it's just about feeling the music rather than knowing what the person's saying. Exactly. Yeah, that that plays on what what I find different in k-pop um i was interested in what the songs were about and what they were saying and the concepts even if i didn't understand the language like i totally agree with you guys about how it had a certain feeling you just wanted to just listen Mm -hmm. and i think what made it stand out to me really was the music and the beats and just the overall feel of a lot of the songs was what i was missing with some of the western music that i was listening to at the time like i just feel like western music wasn't really standing out to me so when k-pop came around and it and it had like those those r&b themes and those things going on and they weren't in english i was just like wow okay this is different this is cool i want to see i want to find out what this is about you know yes oh and you know what else and i know you guys will agree with me what fan service yes (laughs) you fall in love like you fall in love with groups like i loved nsync i could tell you who they were yes but no Mm. with these boys i could tell you who they are what their birthday is what their favorite (laughs) thing to eat is what they like to do what they listen to when they're sad like you fall in love with the people so it's not just the music because there are some groups where i'm like oh their music's okay but the group like the group is amazing Mm -hmm. and i feel like we don't Mm -hmm. get that type of fan service in the u.s like they 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 like their artists they'll chill with us they'll they'll send us things they'll do some yeah be or they'll do some live sometimes but like these people these k-pop artists are on v live on instagram on twitter on facebook they if they meet the fans somewhere they have fan meets they're taking pictures with them like they're doing all of this stuff for the fans so it makes you feel Mm like they really care about you as a person you may never meet this person but you get to see them in concert and they will make you feel like you are one of the most special people in the world yeah exactly i I feel like boy bands did like some boy some western boy bands did do that but like 
K-pop took it to a whole nother level. Like, like you said, with the whole yeah. having whole profiles about who they are and what their interests are. Like, I remember when I was obsessed with like B2K and stuff like that. Oh and my god, that's so what you yes. to do. That's what you wanted to do. You wanted to know about that 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 cute guy or this one or that one. And K-pop just takes it a whole nother level higher than what they were doing with the the bands out here. And then there wasn't much bands anyway. A lot of them were dwindling away after B2K. Like, who else? Who popped up after that? Maybe one. Not- direction there might yeah, have been one a space direction. between b2k and one direction with mm-hmm. other groups that didn't really like last so that's what i found interesting as well like wow they really do want to connect with fans they really do want to like put their information and put themselves out there so that you're like you're interested so fan services yes. is real they they took that to a whole nother like, whole nother level whole yeah level. Mm-hmm. i never knew that i wanted it until i engaged into <laughs> it right because honestly I don't do what I do with K-pop and Korean artists that I do with my Western artists. Mm-hmm. If I don't know what a Western artist looks like, I don't care. I don't care what they age is. I don't care. <laughs> blood type, all that stuff. Yeah. But for some reason, as soon as I'm into a new group, a new artist, mm-hmm. and, and they're very popular, I'm like, I want to know why everybody's talking about them. Mm. A good example of this is when I got into DPR um, a couple years ago, everyone <laughs> oh, talked about... <laughs> Everyone talked about Christian. And I was just yeah. like, who's Christian? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. why does Christian matter? And when I looked them up, I was like, oh. Oh, that's why he's Christian. I see For anybody it, listening yeah. to I this can... and does not know who Christian is, please Google DPR Christian. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, I'm a you, different. If you're okay. a BTS fan, though, Jungkook will look like Christian when he gets older. Keep that in yeah, mind. That's that hilarious. is a good comparison. That is hilarious. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a little different. With my Western artists, if I do find somebody, I like, I actually do go in and I research them and I want to know mm-hmm. like their history, their background, where they came from. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but it's not, it's not as common with K-pop. Like I do it a lot more with K-pop than I do with, with Western music only because I don't know. Sometimes they're just not as out there as yeah. As yeah. Some That's what I wanted are. to say. Yeah, they're not just like they don't put themselves out as much, and you have to like dig for information. Kind of information. It's tiring. It's just like what? Okay. Well, the um yeah, digging for information is is what deters me from looking into it because mm-hmm. I feel like they're they don't a lot of Western artists, which I find very interesting in comparison, Mm -hmm. they don't want to put their information out. They don't want to have that spotlight on them. Mm -hmm. Whereas the way K-pop is um, manufactured in Korea. Yeah. Manufactured is the right word. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) The way it's manufactured in Korea, it highlights that group. You want to know the differences between Mm -hmm. each member, or even if you're doing a solo artist, they're very eclectic, the solo yeah. artists, yeah. and they also give out that information. So you kind of you want to be a little sneaky and be like, OK, well, I do kind of want to know if she's older or he's older than me. Um, I want to know, like, if they know English, I want to know, you know, any other information that finds them unique It's already yeah. unique enough as a as the Korean culture is unique to, you know, Western culture. Right. But. The fact that they put out so much information, you can't help yourself but to look for more. So, y'all asked me earlier. Yes, I've been waiting for (laughs) your answer. I got a lot. I I got a lot. Um, I was... I did. I did. These are my tops because I've seen. She said tops. I gave her one and she said tops. Listen, listen, I have to do. I'm going (laughs) to just list them all. I'm not going to say specifically like 
everything about these music videos. This is videos. cheating. I said it's one. Cheating. I said Listen, one. Marie, when did you get into K-pop? Give Doesn't me a matter. Year. Give me a Fine, year. Fine, I'll give you five. Go. Give me a year. No, Go. give me a year. You didn't answer my question. 17. Y'all are funny. 2017. Okay, yeah, same. I think No, for me, it was maybe 2015. I've been seeing this for a very long time. So it's hard for me to be like, oh, this is number one. Because K-pop has generations. There's right. first generation, second, third, fourth, and fifth. I started listening in second. I became like stand mode in third. And then our current generation, it's off the charts. Um, yeah. Okay, <laughs> fine. Go really ahead, go ahead and list. So, she said fine. So, fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> So um, I'm going to put it in kind of years. 2013, Top came out with Doom Dada. is one of my favorite, favorite songs from Top. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very eclectic. It's weird. I love weird music videos. Yeah. And it reminded me of like a Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott would okay. put out a eclectic song. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Then 2014, two songs that stood out to me uh, are... Yeah, two songs that year. Okay. Uh, Kill Bill <laughs> performance video for Brown Eyed Girls. Mm. Um, it they put their costumes were in connection with Kill Bill. I'm not sure if it was with the movie. I think the series of the movies were gone, but the actual costuming was playing off of that. And uh, I was still hard into or heavy into uh, girl groups at the time. Like mm-hmm. I love Brown Eyed Girls. And then the second song was TVXQ spellbound if y'all have never seen this music video y'all are missing out these <laughs> guys are vocalists sm knows how to find vocalists on top of that they're fantastic dancers neither one of them needs to be a rapper um it's it's just um it plays on like going to a, a casino and betting on someone mm. it's 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 two people. TVSQ was i think about five members and then they split off in two different groups and the TVSQ we know today has been like this for the last about six years, five, six years. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't quote me on it. Just look it up. So now <laughs> next, when I found BTS, BTS Dope was my first BTS song. <gasps> I still to this day is my favorite music video. <gasps> why, are you, why are you doing this to me? Because I'm excited. You didn't know that? No. That's the song I told I'm you. I'm excited. Okay, continue. Dope is forever my favorite music video. They have not topped it for me. Every mm. time I watch it, I, it reminds me why I love K-pop. The dance moves, they're sharp, clean. The music videos, it, it gave a different feel to K-pop. That okay. was the first time I realized, like, hip-hop can be really good in K-pop songs. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just Big Bang that can be really good or, you know, Winner that could be really good. There's so many other groups that have great hip-hop artists inside of their groups um and the music video was it it was shot like a one shot and i love that it wasn't a one shot though (laughs) but it was shot like a one shot it was gorgeous like a one shot too one shots like that's like you don't find that a lot oh you do not find that exo did was it call me baby was shot like a one shot but they did another music video that was a one shot and i was like yo bts did a one shot Mm -hmm. with save me so and that was yeah, a gorgeous. Save Me is one of my favorites. Yeah, that's visuals. probably my second favorite um, song. And um, then we're moving on to 2017 for GOT7. <laughs> I love GOT7. And they did Teenager. And I love ah, this performance video so because yes. it showed that the male groups know how to mature. Like mm-hmm. GOT7 went from just right and then just blew up into teenager that like blew my mind because they're my 
bias group, I was waiting for them to kind of come into their age. Mm-hmm. And I, this is just perfect what to show how a group to? can mature mm-hmm. and still say, fresh you guys mm. this is why i stand her you see you see the intellectual <laughs> popping out right now this is why You're i stand her idiot i can't stand she you stands you. <laughs> stands you we stand okay. candy yes oh, oh, almost forgot i didn't do 2016 2016 exo monster that song my mm. favorite that's my favorite exo music video uh it showcased all their members that were currently in the group um and also the vocals were great it's a repeatable song that was the first time i ever like chose EXO as my repeatables. Mm. Usually I'm like, oh, I love every EXO song, but I never delve into their album. And that was the first group that made me go back and listen to a whole bunch of people's albums. Because I'm like, this title track is amazing. What's the rest of the album like? And I'm like, you know what? I'm missing out. I should do this with my other groups. And I did. And I was pleasantly surprised and sometimes not so <laughs> pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we're here. Uh, 2018, Shangri-La Vix. Oh. Vix is one of my top groups. Visually, they are <laughs> masters. Masters at giving us concept videos. It's, it doesn't visuals. have to tell a story. Yes, mm. it doesn't have to tell a story through multiple music videos. I love all-encompassing videos. Like, Shangri-La took it to a whole nother level and it's one of the songs that I recommend to people who've never seen K-pop and they want to see what K-pop can do. Vix always takes it to um to somewhere that no one else does. And I feel mm. like they're underrated yes. because no one points to them and their artistry. They these guys are performers. So now we're here, 2019. I don't have anything yet. But hopefully by the end of the year, Wits will surprise me or one team will surprise me. Maybe. (laughs) I'm hoping. I'm hoping. But yeah, those are the songs that if you guys want to look up what they are, they all are completely different. None of them sound the same. Um, I I tried not to choose the same groups. (laughs) Um, But yeah, those are my songs. And that's why it took me forever. (laughs) You know, I appreciate the list, even though the uh, the... Assignment was one, Miss okay. Overachiever. Um, I can help myself. Our overachiever here. Whatever. <laughs> That's funny. So okay, we already talked about like how we got into it, what makes it different, or you guys mostly talked about what makes it different. I wasn't there. Um, <laughs> how about we talk about is it a passing phase? This is a question Ooh. I see a lot. Yeah. My friends, my friends outside of you guys and the wonderful ladies that I've met through K-pop concerts. Mm-hmm. They just see it as, oh, those Asian boys. So they asked me, they actually asked me, do I see it passing through? Mm. You know, um, we don't really look at award shows anymore. So BTS getting a nominate uh, nomination. Yeah, okay. it may be, imp- <laughs> it may be important um, <laughs> for ARMY because we're paying attention. But the normal American artist is phasing out of those types of things. So them seeing it is like, okay, cool. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> So but, I just want to know. Hmm? Oh, go ahead. You just no, no, no. Go ahead. When it comes to passing phase, I think it's going to be kind of up in the air still. If they can mm-hmm. make it another few years, then I think they'll last as something that's consistent. Um, because even the Beatles, that everybody thought was a passing phase of the British uh, invasion, and yeah. their music is still it's prevalent. Yeah, yeah. that's it's never going to change here. Um, yeah. Now, when you look at things like 
BTS because they are, as of right now, they're the ones who are kind of leading this new wave through right. the U.S. They are getting on shows and getting seen in front of generations that they just mm-hmm. don't know what this is. And they're yeah. actually looking into it. I had somebody, mm-hmm. even though the way he asked me was weird, he goes, hey, I saw your boys on SNL the other night. This is yeah, a- the fact that he saw your boys. Yes, he saw sure. my boys. And this is a um, a guy who's in his 50s, has no idea what K-pop is. He just knows he hears me listening to it on Sundays when I'm working. Right. And he was like, oh, I saw your boys on SNL. Like, it was really bold of them to only sing in Korean. Like, I thought that they were going to do something in English. And, like, it made me mm-hmm. look into them. And so it was really mm-hmm. interesting that I'm like, wow, this is somebody who is not a fan. And there are plenty right. of people who aren't fans who are just for the heck of it, just looking into it. Cause it's like, well, what's the big, what's the big deal about this? Yeah. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. why? But mm-hmm. I think once you start to stand a group, if you yeah. even stand one group, that will stop it from being just a passing phase because it's something that you're not just going to be like, oh, I stand and then I'm done. Like right. you, most people, even though they're like solo stands, like I'm only going to be a stand for, I'm only going to be a BTS stand. I'm only going to be an army. Once BTS does leave, you will probably find your way into another K-pop group because that's just yeah. what you're used to. That's now. just how it rolls. And yeah. so I think because it's making such a huge wave here where they're selling out stadiums that are like mm-hmm. 20,000 people. 80,000. 80,000. Like Ooh. just a ridiculous mm-hmm. number. And these aren't little kids, little teeny boppers ages 10 through 12 going to these concerts. These it's- are people who are they're grown yep they're young uh the last concert i went to i saw a a lady who had a shirt that said grandma's here for bts (laughs) like everybody no matter what your age is getting into k-pop in some way so i don't think it's gonna pass as easily as people think it's just gonna be a oh it's here and gone right right and and i agree everything i agree with everything you just said but i want to add on to this why it isn't a passing phase is um Let's expand on the experience Marie had. I was watching a video with Sam the other day about mm-hmm. Blackpink. Yes. And it was it was lackluster in their performance. But the fact that there was comments in the comment section from people who do not know who Blackpink is and willing to figure out like, oh, are they always like this? Like, right. who are these people? Or going to Coachella mm-hmm. and finding who Blackpink is. That's yeah. new audiences mm-hmm. that are willing to look further into not just them, but what else is out there? If Blackpink right. can get here, if BTS can do it, if NCT can do it, who else is out there? There has to be more because it wouldn't be a wave if a lot of people weren't getting interested. Yeah. I think people are just getting over it's in Korean and being like, wow, these mm. guys are performers. That's true. When we watch SNL, one of the comments under the SNL uh, video for BTS is like, wow, I've ne- this is the best SNL performance I've seen in a while. Yes. And it wasn't saying, oh, yeah, BTS the best performer. No, this person does not know who right. BTS is. And they prefaced that and they said, you know what? This is fantastic. Right. I'm going to look up these guys. To it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to add to that, um, I would say too, like, all right, Jay Park was on, mm. Jay Park was mm. on a radio show uh, in New York, Hot 97, um, with Sway, Sway's Universe or Universe Sway or something like that. Yeah. And he 
you know, he didn't even have to, they mentioned, yes, yes, he's a Korean rapper, but the way that he, or Korean American rapper, the way that he presented himself, the way the, the performance that he did, like the, the freestyling that he did was a, was good enough for people to be like, yo, this is an Asian dude, like rapping like that. Okay, let's look into this. Like, let's see like what more, like, like what else is there? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And to add to what, what you guys were saying about it being a passing phase, I feel like music is like always ever changing. Like there's mm-hmm. always new things that people are interested in and like as far as keeping people's interests go, that that gets a little bit difficult especially with technology advancing and there being so many new ways to make certain sounds and to do certain things and to make beats. It's so ever evolving that of course there's going to be passing phases in music all the time mm-hmm. because that that's just how it goes and then also people don't do music forever like they get older they they mm-hmm. grow out of it they they age mm-hmm. and they can't keep doing it but what i think k-pop is doing is they're making themselves they're making themselves more of a name like it's more solidified through it yeah. being mm-hmm. a, a strong genre because mm-hmm. let's think about it maybe what maybe seven years ago there wasn't k-pop included as a genre of music now right that it's there now that it's 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 solidified its place as a genre mm-hmm. is why it's being is not only why it's blowing up but it's why i don't think it's going to be such a it's going to be a passing phase because it's its own genre now like people are yeah. actually checking for it yeah. people are actually paying attention mm-hmm. and uh along with things that may happen positively or even negative things that happen in korean media or um, in the country itself, it's going to still be around because there's going to be things that happen that make people want to talk about uh, K-pop artists and make people want to talk about, oh, he said this and he said that. Like, you know, like the country is is because it's its own country and there's so many people there that um, have to like hold their own. They have to stand their own ground. The fact that K-pop was able to, like I said, make its own self make its own way in the genre it'll do the same thing as far as a country goes like it's people are paying more attention to it because it's like it's just made a way for itself i don't know i well, repeated myself a bunch of times <laughs> <laughs> it's okay um i wanted to kind of go back on what you said mm-hmm. about it being a genre the first time i noticed it was a genre and i was searching i was, mm-hmm. Before Spotify, there was Pandora. Exactly. And in between Pandora and Spotify, there was Milk Music for Android phones. Yeah, and there was another one, too, that I can't remember. Yeah, there was another one. Yeah, exactly. Milk Mm. Music was the first place that I saw K-pop as a station. Mm -hmm. And I was so excited because I'm, yes, I can listen to it. But the problem with Milk Music, you couldn't skip songs. Mm. And a lot of the songs were very bubblegum pop. Um, very cheery and I want to hear the other music more Big Bang more 21 you know less girls generation Um, and so when Pandora added the channel I'm like okay I can skip around now but I still can't choose the specific style and now we're at Spotify where Spotify breaks it up you can do um, new releases you can do R&B you can do rock you you know Spotify knew that there's more to K-pop than just right a generic baseline. They have mm-hmm. the subgenres like we do in Western music. Everyone is not a pop artist. There's pop R&B, pop hip hop. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that you mentioned that because this is an indication that it will it will not be a passing phase. It's cemented itself into yeah. American media slowly but surely. And now we're at the point where if I say, hey, 
I want to listen to a Master X song. I don't have to search everywhere to find it. Yep. I don't have to be on YouTube. I can find it on every platform that sells music, period. Yeah. Yep. You know? And I think they're starting to involve it more, especially with these festivals, because they're yeah. mixing them more mm-hmm. with American artists. So, like, the mm-hmm. iHeart Music Festival... We're going to go see Monster X. Like, that was the main reason we bought the tickets. But then right. there's Billie Eilish. There's all these other artists that they're going there that right. I know I could tell you most of the people that are going to this festival will know who they are and they will have no idea who Monster X is. But now they have a new broad range of fans for them to reach out mm-hmm. to. And even mm-hmm. if one or two of them is like, hey, that was dope. Like, let me go and look them up and follow them. They're, yeah. they're following a spreading. And they're even yeah. doing that with TXT with another iHeartRadio uh, performance or uh, another iHeartRadio festival in LA. So nice. not just giving them concerts, which it makes sense to put them in concerts, but to put them in these festivals is just more exposure. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, because no one, everyone's coming for the plethora of artists, not usually individual artists. Right. So I'm really happy that they're able to get this exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another thing that you mentioned, um, Marie, about the festival. So let's take it to a whole nother level and go back to Sam and the interviews. Sure. Jackson did interviews. Jackson yes. is a part of Got Seven. Yep. He not only explained who he was as an artist and why why he wants to do his journey to the West, but he also kept it, you know, in relation to Got Seven. So mm-hmm. not only do you learn about Jackson, you're like, Oh, I love this person, Jackson. He's in a group called Got Seven. Hmm, maybe Got I should seven. listen right. to exactly. So it's more than just, I'm going to mention one thing. I feel like a lot of these artists are like, okay, how can we continue to talk yeah. about K-pop and get more and more? Actually, right. K-pop is like Korea's biggest export. Mm-hmm. So it's smart for them to continually push into other markets because without K-pop going into America, um, Japan, or any of the other Asian countries, I don't think Korea would have the economy that it does. Right. So they have to keep pushing through these phases and making it mm-hmm. cemented. I think it's a huge thing to mention exposure. And like you said, um, them do a lot of them do not only interviews, the, like the festivals, the, the shows and actually putting themselves in places that you don't, you haven't seen them yet. Yes. That's a huge thing to, to mm-hmm. especially new viewers and to new listeners. They're just mm-hmm. like, well, I guess I'll go to this. I guess I'll go to this one festival and then check out this stage and see them there. So, yeah, exposure is a big is one of the big reasons why I feel like it's not a passing phase, because as long as they keep pushing them out there and they keep being tastemakers or people that are new, new to it or people that are stepping up and paving the way for other artists. It's like, okay, I see that this person has started it or this person done it. Let me keep looking and or keeping staying interested to see who else may come about. Because before Jay Park, there was Jin. And for a while, we didn't see anybody between Jin and Jay Park. So it was just like, all right, if it wasn't for Jay Park stepping up, there might not have been any other like American, Korean American or Asian American rappers that really took, you know, took the control of the market. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You could we could also talk about dumbfounded in that sense yeah, too because he was it. in mm-hmm. the because he was in the freestyle um area and that people free people that were into freestyle saw that his exposure of being a Korean American um artist then they were like okay so there has to be more <laughs> of like this so yeah what else can you do looking. exactly exactly mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah that's just and what i wanted to add why do you think people should give k-pop a chance like they're going to be going to these festivals festivals they're going to be hearing this music 
why should mm-hmm. they actually stay and listen and not just be like, all right, don't understand it. I'm out. I think that goes back to talking about how your friend saw the SNL performance. And it wasn't even about the fact that they wasn't speaking English. It was the fact that the performance was just polished yes. and, and, and good and it, and it stood out. And it, it was just like, wow, like, how are they doing this? They're so talented. Let me look into more because... This is this is amazing. Like I've never seen it done like this before. Or I like it was the best SNL performance they've seen. So that's a big deal. As long mm-hmm. as what can keep people interested or keep people um, around is the fact that it, it if they see that it's being done just as good as uh, Western artists are doing it, then it's like okay, what else is there? Like well, what you know, what else can I see more of this? Because they they sing just as good, they dance just as good they're just you know from a different country that's it mm-hmm. so. yeah um for me people should give k-pop a chance um because it will reignite some of your feelings of how you felt and this is for older fans mm-hmm. it will reignite your feelings how you felt in you know the late 90s yes. early 2000s Agreed. um about music videos mm-hmm. and music in general there's I know there's always going to be the songs that lack the substance and you just listen to it just because Korea has those songs mm-hmm. too right. but if you miss the artistry of music videos that's what kept me in is yeah. I kept looking at the music videos and I'm like whoa it was a everything lot. is shot yeah. yeah it's a lot there's it's a lot they put a lot of money and effort and time mm, into yes. not over not only the people that are in the music video so mm-hmm. the the performer has to dance sing act but also yeah. the stage has to be um, different, dynamic, yeah. eye-catching. And they do that very well in a lot of music videos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I, that's I don't... a lot for people. So, sorry, don't yeah. mean to cut you off. No, 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 you're right. Sometimes that's a lot for people to take in, like how much, how dramatic or theatrical it can be. But that actually brought me in. Like that's what got me interested in like Big Bang and stuff. When the first Big Bang video I saw had me like on the edge of my seat. Like, yo, this is super <laughs> dramatic. This is super colorful. This is super theatrical. Like what's happening here? Like, mm-hmm. I, I think that, that yeah you get something that you don't get all the time in other types of music like you don't always get like a big showcase or a big mm-hmm. a bold performance like especially in a music video like music videos yeah. have really fell off in in my mind with western music y'all want to know what's a lot for me things. real quick before I, I'll, it goes yeah you're talking about how they are dancing singing yeah. all that mm-hmm. once how are they not dying because my ass can barely walk upstairs and be able to talk and breathe, but they do this and sing perfectly and yeah. aren't out of breath. Like that's just amazing to me. Okay, you can continue yeah. on. I just had to yes. point that out real quick. There's like award shows where they'll do three songs back to back, and I'd be like, yeah. "What? Like, why?" I of wish course. I could. Yeah. You know, I look on the street yeah. back to back and feel okay. I look down the street and get tired. So. <laughs> I don't know how they do it, but, you know. Go no, ahead. Um, the other thing. <laughs> I'm dying. I can't believe you said that. She's having to look down the street and get tired. She's like, oh, this street is too long. I can't do it no more. I can't That's do it. I'm not leaving We ain't playing. Let's go. Well, it, um, I guess another reason to give K-pop a chance is to expand what you already like. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for me, when I was looking for R&B, I wanted more of the R&B that I listened to. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, what does Korea have that I'm missing out on? And I found some amazing voices. Yep. And if I didn't give it a chance, then 
half the music on my playlist, my R&B playlists are half and half, half Western and half um, uh, Korean or uh, Chinese or Japanese music because they give me more of the sound that I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. uh, it's sometimes people aren't able to put their songs on the Spotify or anything like that. Right. So when they are and I'm able to find it because Spotify does a really good job with matching artists. Uh, their sounds or, or the aesthetic that they're going for, it helps you to, you know, get more of the stuff that you love. Mm -hmm. um, also, it's a communal affair. Yes, very it's a family. And, very much so. And, and I, I love that. Like, I met you guys because it's a communal thing. It's it was aw. easy for me. <laughs> no, think about it. Just listen, listen. It's true. <laughs> we were looking for other people to go with us to hire, right? Mm -hmm. to see the higher concert it wasn't like i've never done that with any other concerts that i've been to <laughs> that's true that's i was just we were like okay let's go together because we knew that this was a niche we knew this was a niche and a niche and we needed to find people and everybody was friendly and knew that like you know we want to keep a safe environment we right. want to enjoy it together and the fact that we found each other just by saying hey let's meet up let's hang out i'm going mm -hmm. by myself mm -hmm. oh you too oh you too oh you too there's a lot of people that go by themselves to this thing yeah. because their friends aren't willing to take the chance yeah and the fact that you took the chance the fact that i took the chance we were able to meet each other and still be friends to this day mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. the that's one communal aspect another is the fandom right you know being able to participate with the group maybe you know, help them with their album. They'll be like, okay, do you guys like this art? Do you like our new light stick? Um, they'll talk to us on V Live on yeah. Instagram. They'll share parts of our lives that a lot of American or Western artists no longer do. Yeah. And the ones that do do it, it's not, it's not in good taste yes. all the time. It doesn't have mm. to be super like buttoned up. I, I don't want to tell you anything pinky up all the time because right. I know Jesse and Flo Sick, you know, they're real raw, but it's not... I don't want to see a whole bunch of Cardi B's all the time. Sometimes mm. I just want to see someone talk to us and, you know, yeah. like, hey, this is what I'm going through right now. And show that right. they're Thank human. You for supporting me. Right. Like show that I they're real and not a celebrity. Yeah. And I don't... get that nowadays with, like, Ciara, but, like, prior yeah. to Ciara, I hadn't seen a lot of people doing that a lot too. Like, Ciara, Kelly like Rowland, Lizzo. Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's, a, there's a few yeah. people that, you know, like, they actually, like, you know them. Like, you're getting to know them. Like, not just the artists, but, like, who they are as people, their family and stuff like that. I think that's really cool. Yeah. 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 So, um, we are into the future. Oh, mm -hmm. wait. My crystal ball. Oh, oh shit. Yes. I just talked about being out of breath. Oh, yeah. Well, because <laughs> of the street. Because of the, the street. Um, no, but for me, I think people should give K-pop a chance because mm -hmm. as uh, going off of what Tandy's saying, it is communal, but it doesn't just have to be communal as the sense of meeting new people or as a sense of being a part of the fandom. It has, from what I've seen, especially online, a lot of parents and kids are able to connect better where they can't find a way to connect with their kids. And it happened to be through K-pop that they're able to mm. go to these concerts with them. They're able mm -hmm. to stay in a group together. Um, mm -hmm. They're able to kind of have a common thing together. Uh, and yeah. also, like I said before, they touch on subjects sometimes, especially certain groups will touch on subjects that are maybe more personal and maybe mm. that you feel like you're alone and you don't have an outlet. And I feel like they give you a reason to kind of be happy or look forward to or think that things are going to get better Ooh, um, yeah, because even yeah. at your darkest points for sometimes like 
I know, and I always go. Back, I'm an army. I always go back to BTS. You guys, uh-huh. um, I knew you were going there. I always go back to BTS. It, <laughs> I was it just happens. waiting for her to say the whole uh, BTS, 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 BTS. You can kiss BTS. My ass. <laughs> give, me, BTS. give me another. Give me another group that does it. Until then, leave me alone. <laughs> um, but no, BTS? they, they literally. Well, other no, yeah, I'm on their base. Do it too. <laughs> um, Starlights, whatever. Fine. Okay, all of the groups, but no, I'm just specifically thinking of one instance. Where a mm-hmm. girl had said that she has no friend, she doesn't have anybody that she um, can talk to, mm-hmm. and Jimin actually told her back, "Well, whenever you feel like you have nobody, remember you have me." Mm-hmm. And so it's like that, and that fan service hit me so hard. And I'm like, "Lord, I don't want to cry. You? Can I can <laughs> have you?" Um, <laughs> But they have different things like that. And other groups do and other uh, idols do that whenever they're interacting with their fans and they make you mm-hmm. feel like you are friends with them. Like you're not just some mm-hmm. crazy fangirl who's obsessed with their music. They yeah. make you feel like you are an important person in their life. Even if they've never yeah. met you, they make you feel that way. And I feel like sometimes when people are at their lowest, they need that. Yeah. Another example of a, a group that does a lot or interacts with their fandom a lot and makes people, you know, feel uh, better about themselves. I'm going to play it to Got7. Now, yes. our okay. fandom's weird <laughs> we are. because the way that Got7 interacts with their fans is literally the most uh, like best friend relationship where we'll joke on each other. Like mm. Got7 will talk about their friends uh, in like, uh, fans in a, a negative light like a playful negative light and we'll do the same thing back yeah. and it wouldn't be hard feelings like yes. most groups is like we gotta praise them we gotta praise them and got seven's like no we're your actual friends mm-hmm. we're gonna talk to you as if we talk to you every day mm-hmm. and that's very different from any western artist they're mm-hmm. not gonna get on the live and you know be like oh i'm answer this person's question you know or yeah. tell you you have a good day i know it's hard out there for you i miss you guys i yes. you know wish you well mm-hmm. you know a lot of artists don't do that so k-pop provides a friendship that some people need and don't have in their uh physical life it's just even if it's just online sometimes it's just nice to have someone there yeah. even yeah. if it's a group so yeah i think the advancements in in technology though is what's making that easier like yeah. the fact that there's like instagram live and snapchat and stuff yes. where we, you can get on something and speak to people in real time is what makes that easier like yeah it, you know 15 years ago we didn't necessarily have that like no. where an artist could do it so like how else would they have been able to interact, interact. so mm-hmm. i know it has a lot to do with technology but like you said it's still very special with k-pop because they actually put themselves out there like they yes. make it mm-hmm. they make it such an effort to do so, so right i think that right. makes it super important that they do so i didn't know a lot of these things existed for a while because i was so used to not engaging exactly. in K-pop through social mm-hmm. media. It was yeah. just something I engaged in on my own that I enjoyed on my own. Right. And then, you know, when I realized there was more to it, I'm like, shit, how can this get better? God, right. Right. Like, there's more to it. So I'm glad that you brought up the social media aspect because yeah. it's very important to K-pop mm-hmm. today yeah. and yes. its future. And to quickly mention, um, like the whole festivals and stuff so let's mm-hmm. say people don't usually go to concerts like i didn't really go to concerts like that like literally from b2k being one one of the first concerts i ever went to 
Mm-hmm. Second one was G Dragon. So that's that's like, a long gap. Exactly. And it was just like, well, the reason why people do go out to see K pop artists is because we're here, we're in the States where we don't get to see them all the time. So mm-hmm. we're gonna go, we're gonna make the effort to go out and see them because we're we don't know when they'll be back. Like they're right. not always coming back to America. I know it's easier in, in Korea to see them more often because they, they actually have to do the fan service out there. So as international fans it makes it better that it makes it easier for us or we get to appreciate them more when they do actually make the yes, effort to come out here yes. and that's a big I think, thing mm. no i'm sorry to cut you off no, no, i no, think no. um korean fans don't understand the importance it is for international fans right. to have these concerts right. and have not these not just these concerts but fan meet opportunities right. because they like like you said they have it more often mm-hmm. and exactly to them it's I, nothing yes yeah, it's, it's a normal not, thing it's nothing it's a normal thing it will always happen they'll always find the group for us it's like most of the time they come here for concerts so mm. when there is a fan service element people try their hardest to engage in that element because they want that extra connection that right. korean fans are i guess i don't want to say privileged but it's their home country you know koreas and and, and k-pop it, it wouldn't be a thing without it. Exactly. So I I love that they're able to come here and, and give us a message in person. And it means the world to us for months, mm-hmm. years, you know. Uh, a good example of this is Jin Young learned English for GOT7. Mm-hmm. And during their Turbulence tour, I want to say, he gave the message, his message in English how much he, you know, loved us and loved that we supported him. Yeah. And he d- he learned it in English just so that he can relay that message awesome. instead of having the translator do it. And mm-hmm. there's not many uh, Western groups that will go to a Korean country and or not Korean, an Asian country and speak their language just to connect with them further. Mm. So At least I, properly speak their language. I've heard right, these people right. do it. With, no, if you're going to say it, please say it correctly <laughs> uh, or with some semblance okay. of correct, correctness. Right, right. And so for us as connected, we want to, yeah. Go ahead. you know, oh, okay, I'm sorry. No, no for no, us, <laughs> for us as connected, we want to, um, we want to continue the connection. Oh, you yes. see what I did there? Yeah, um, connect the I connection. Okay. Connect the connection with the. Uh, we see the value in having more opportunities for fan meets. It's yes. not just. It, it's a. It's like a health thing. Mm-hmm. Some of these people need that that affirmation mm-hmm. that groups give their fans. They may not get it at home with their friends, with their family, but when they go to a concert or when they go to a fan meet and they have. Um, a member say, hey, thank you so much for supporting me. Mm-hmm. J- just that alone could make their year, make yep. them feel better. Mm-hmm. And I love seeing those type of moments. I love being in those moments and yeah. I love being able to provide those things. That makes me think uh, that goes into the next question about like what, what do we hope sure. for in the future? Because um, it just makes me think about how what you guys are going to do with the company and how, like you said, it's essential for mm-hmm. for us to have the same kind of like interaction that they do with Korean fans so Mm -hmm. the fact that you guys are actually pushing to do something more and have something more interactive for us I think is a huge deal and that's what I actually hope for in the future like more 
interaction, the same type of interaction that they get in Korea. We we want that too. So yeah, I'm so excited for what you guys. There are is about a market do. for it. Yeah. Exactly. I'm very excited exactly. for that, and I feel yeah. like that's the main thing that I want to see for the future: more interaction. And I honestly think K-pop is going nowhere. Right. Like I yeah, really don't I feel agree. like it's leaving. Exactly. I don't feel like it's leaving. I don't think it's dying out. I think it's just right now. It's a monster. It's it's snowballing. So it's mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. it's going to be so much more people that are coming here, and so much more yeah. shows we're going to see them, and so much more appearances we're going to see them make. So I feel like it is a huge market that you guys are stepping into, and it's going to be really cool to see that formulate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I like the sound of that. <laughs> oh God, I'm done with you. Um, okay, so uh, we kind of uh, covered a lot in K-pop in America. I feel mm-hmm. like we could do a part two at some point, but Probably. Yes. this is good to kind of establish a baseline saying, you know, it didn't work out the first time with JYP mm-hmm. and he he tried and he did recognize that there was a market. Right. But you were just a little too YG, early. A little too early. Yeah, it's, just a, it's timing. There was I watched already. the TED It's all about timing. TED Talk said timing is the number one thing <laughs> to success. So, uh, Psy came in with a, y- other, a couple of YG artists uh, exposing themselves through commercials and, right. you know, um, music videos doing collabs like with Snoop Dogg. And then the next wave kind of was how do we make it stay? So doing Ooh. more concerts and tiny fan meet uh, opportunities. They were few and far between, but K-pop was starting to make its momentum mm-hmm. and all of a sudden boom 2017 well, 2016 hits and it starts to snowball like sam said mm-hmm. and people are no longer seeing it as a passing phase they see they're seeing it as something that's here to say they're they're ready to give more people are ready to give k-pop a chance right and in the future uh, at least for connected we are willing to work with a lot of artists to get them here yes. and expand their relationship with the international fans hopefully in the future if we're talking about five years in the future hopefully connected can be in europe connected can be in um central america south america Mm -hmm. it's not just the american market that we're looking at yes we're here in america right now but it's also being it's also big in europe it's also big in south america you want to bring it to wherever it isn't Yes. Yeah. Know, but, you know, yeah. Korea is the main place, and For Japan real is right there. Yeah. So wherever it is, we want to give it a a twist. Yeah. We're doing it with a twist. We want we want we want that authentic feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We want intimate experiences. We want to give you that participation that you've dreamt of. At least the opportunity to even witness it is amazing. Yes. <laughs> okay. So uh, I'm glad that we went through that, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Very great. So we're nearing the end and we just have a, you know, a little unkpopular segment. Uh, Marie is going to talk about Blackpink photo card situation. Sam wants to just kind of give her opinion on Halsey inside of BTS's new song, Boy With Love. And then I am going to do a quick rant on dating <laughs> as an idol. So I tend to be the more controversial one when it comes to these unkpopular opinions. <laughs> and don't don't know why. And the one that I'm going over is Blackpink and their photo cards. So for okay. Kill This Love, the album that came out was great. They have a lot of great songs about mm-hmm. um, empowerment for women, um, about leaving an abusive relationship or a relationship that isn't working for whatever reason. Right. 
And, you know, mm-hmm. all of that is great. If you looked at the pictures uh, for their photo books, it was fantastic. The photo cards they used, however, were pictures Ooh. of the girls with bruises. Cringe. Cringe. Now, Cringe. Yeah. Now, on both sides, we have people saying this is them romanticizing abuse. On the mm-hmm. other side, it's them saying, oh, no, it just looks this like they, they got beat yeah. up. It's revolutionary. And you don't know that it's beat up because of an ex, an ex or a spouse or whatever. Either right. way, they had so many other. They could have done that beat up look and been in some badass out, badass outfit, like with yeah, them, like a boxer, yes, or and and been like a fighter or something that mm-hmm. meant mm-hmm. for them to get beat up and yeah. have that little bit mm-hmm. of a look on them. But for them yeah. to just have photo cards with the bruises, looking like, no offense, but looking like abused spouses, like yeah, they made them look like weak women. Their I album was empowering, and that right. made them look a little bit weak. It was the context of it too. Like it was like in a way they like beautified it because it was just like, ooh, let's yeah. put pink lighting or red lighting, and then you know still try to look beautiful, but you have a bruise. Like what? Like what kind of context yeah. is that? Like like it was just done in a in a weird just way. Yes, way. It was done yeah. in poor taste. And there, yeah. were, like I said, there were so many other ways it could have been done. Yeah, and blinks make it make sense blinks you guys can mm-hmm. come from my throat that's fine um some of you guys are on my side some of you guys are on the opposite side of the spectrum mm-hmm. it is completely up to interpretation and maybe this was all just to open up the conversation about this you know right. that could have been the case but i feel like for some people who might have gone through that experience seeing these photo cards it's just kind of a slap in the face to them so yeah. yg for this mm-hmm. one i don't think that you were thinking when you did this or if you were thinking i don't know what the fuck you were thinking yeah from an artist (laughs) standpoint it would have made more sense if if they did it more artistically like if Mm -hmm. they did it in a way that maybe they were black and white photos and they they did it in the in the um in the video yeah Yeah, if it was supposed to be tied into the video then make it make sense because for me if i'm you know, if I'm looking at, oh, this is Blackpink's new album. They they have this really colorful, powerful music video. And then the photo cards depict abuse. I don't understand how that helps the message of the video. You <laughs> no, know what I mean? Not at all. Like, if they, if they started in the music video, like, with the abuse, and then they come out stronger, they, right, you know, maybe depict right. them going to boxing classes or um, leaving the guy. And then the photo yeah. cards show, maybe it was a double-sided photo card of them you know, coming out on top. Triumph. See, yeah, yeah. Yeah, something like that. And even then, people were saying, oh, well, it was supposed to be them killing this love, so it was them killing their weaker selves. Okay, even then, so you could have portrayed yourself as a badass. Mm-hmm. Like, right. you, kill, you, your photo book is gorgeous. The pictures in there of them are gorgeous. They had mm-hmm. so many options to choose from. And that's yeah. what they chose from. That was stupid. Very stupid. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Okay, uh, Sam, let's talk about yours. <laughs> Ooh, sorry, sorry, so... I just coughed and it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, BTS. Yeah, Halsey. I was about what, to call what her you Halsey. Say, so, What you got to say, Sam? What you got to say? Nothing God, against Marie. Nothing <laughs> hostile. I know, right? Like, uh, excuse me, excuse me. Um, yeah, nothing against bts as a group and the song the song is actually really great and halsey being featured on it is is really awesome as well however um music fans i have a friend that i showed this to and he noticed that the version that he heard on apple music initially um took out halsey's uh voice Mm -hmm. yeah not not Mm -hmm. really her verse because it was still the words but um one of the members from the group sang it instead Mm -hmm. of her singing it and then 
they included her in the video but she's only doing maybe um the bridge part and some of the part of the chorus that she sings in and then some dancing which is cool but it was just like what's the point in even really having her in the video if you kind of cut out her lyrics anyway knowing that it's probably a different version you know mm-hmm. if it if if the, the whole aspect of it was for it to be a different version say so because right. my friend was watching the video thinking he's gonna hear her or see her do her verse or like see her perform her verse in the video and that's not what happened like it was just one of the other members and he was just like wait like they cut out some of her stuff and him as a he's a huge fan of music in general like all mm-hmm. types and all genres of music so that kind of bothered him in a way like well if this is their video why are they portraying it like this and not like the original way that we heard it um mm-hmm. that's kind of misleading in a way and he he didn't really appreciate that so if it is versions i i get that they do do different versions if it does have to do with versions just you know put that but put it out there say you know halsey's feature was the apple music one and that the version that they did the video with is the uh, boys performance one you know like i don't know right that makes just, sense. Okay, yeah just break it label down it better yeah yes. yeah let us know no, I what agree we're getting ourselves into. Because <laughs> I was like, when we I did the whole album listen, and right. I felt the same way. I was like, wait, so there was more? I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I thought, because at first I thought she was unnecessary in the music right, video because that right. was the first thing you heard. Yeah. And then when you actually hear the full song on the album, you're like, whoa, whoa, mm-hmm. night and day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The fact that it was so different and then they didn't really stress that it was it was different different versions yeah but they could have put in a um sorry no no, i know that because marie is army i was waiting to see if she had like a a, if i have a a reasoning for this i do i don't have a rebuttal really (laughs) because i felt the same way when i was watching i even think i said it in our first one was that why was she in it i really forgot she was even in the song until it got to the end of the song um but from what i've been told what i've been informed about Mm -hmm. was that they did it for the purposes of they wanted to highlight the boys because this was Mm -hmm. their comeback and this is Mm -hmm. also going to be their stage performance and she's not going to be there this is going to be the original one that they use yeah so then why make that the that that the debut song but that's another another yeah yeah wow that's that's a lot for that one question to Um, ask why make it the debut song because that was their song to army so, yeah, so there's a whole home, there's a lord th- this whole album is to army <laughs> the only ones that aren't towards army or die i can't pronounce it right dire whatever diocese diocese and persona no, she cool. said dialysis <laughs> uh it's die dionysus Dionysus. Okay. Um, mm. That one and the uh, first one, so Persona, are the only ones that aren't towards ARMY. The rest of this mm. album is completely for ARMY. That's what mm-hmm. BTS so is. This is their love letter. So they could have chose any song. This was just their <laughs> first one talking about us to them. One of them has... Um, Oh, I can't think of his name. Oh, Ed Sheeran right now. Uh, one of them Ed has Sheeran. Ed Sheeran mm. on it. He's singing Korean mm. and background vocals. But they didn't nice. really... Um, feature they didn't say it was a feature mm -hmm. of him on that one Mm -hmm. because he didn't have any actual line so with this one they Uh, did happen to just do the digital version besides the music video with the one with halsey um mm -hmm. because i think they wanted to showcase her more uh but the music video they wanted to kind of showcase the boys yeah yeah it's understandable but but, and there's a lot to go with the video like sam said 
just choose a different title track if you felt like this was too complicated mm-hmm. to execute. It it was not necessary for yeah. them to do the Halsey song. And if it you want to take... showcase your band, especially if it's their debut song, then do just the band. Like, why well, do right. the one with her on it? But I get it. I mean, I kind of sort of in a way get it. Sort of. I don't know. You, you're going to have to ask Jin Hit. Sorry. I mean, Big Hit. <laughs> Um, Okay, for me, mine is pretty simple. It's so generic, but it irritates me over the years. There is a difference between uh, actors dating and idols dating. For some reason, idols just just got it bad. Don't date my opa. (laughs) Yes, don't date my opa. It should be the segment. Um, It it was brought up prominently with Hyuna and um, Idong because... Mm -hmm. You know, they were dating in secret for a while and they were also in a group together. Mm -hmm. Uh, What was the group called? Um, Three. H, Triple H. Triple H. H. Yeah, Yeah, Triple H. Um, When they came out officially and they were like, yeah, we've been dating for a while. I was super happy. It was great. You know, I want idols to be able to live normal lives. And the advantage of being in a Western market, they do that all the time. All the time. What you mean? Yeah, we see their private lives public all the time and Mm -hmm. it doesn't bother us unless it's like abuse situation. I know Korea is a different country and they have their own, they're still pretty conservative. um, So they don't want their artists to engage in whatever activities they may engage in or get distracted by being in a relationship. Right. But it kind of... It sucks for them to have to do it in secret because the they still want to have a life. Right. How would you yep. feel if every time you saw your girlfriend or your boyfriend that you had to put on a cap and a face mask and some sunglasses? You can't do it in Seoul because there's too many people who might notice your body type <laughs> and your voice. So you have to go all the way to, I don't know, um, Jeju <laughs> off season just to have a romantic dinner. Don't go with your sunglasses. Season, that's it. That's it. Everybody goes. Everybody. Um, or yep. go all the way to Paris and have Dang. a date. And you yeah. still get caught up. Exactly. Because you got to so, take the plane and then you got to take everything off for TSA. The boat, the ferry. Oh, man. TSA. But these fans, yeah. these fans are better than the FBI because they be seeing, if you saw this picture <laughs> and this picture, you realize that they took the same picture in the same location. Uh-huh. They were a day apart, uh-huh. but that they means that they that were in the mark. same city. Right. Like mm-hmm. damn. He took off this scarf and gave her the scarf because she was cold, so she kept Yo, it when she got the plane. That his hat. She's wearing his hat. He was wearing that yesterday. He was wearing that yesterday when he was in the U.S. My whole message is: when you find out your idol is dating someone, do not bash them. Don't get upset. Mm-hmm. I remember reading an article about um, Yukon and his longtime girlfriend and him admitting it to uh, you know Black Bee's fandom, and they were like, "Oh yeah, it's okay if you date." And then when he finally says it, they're like, "Oh no!" And his popularity <laughs> within crazy. the group decreases because he's being honest about being with someone for a long time yeah i think it's admirable that he was in a group and he still was in love or loving this person you know and a lot of these relationships in bed because they don't have the the space to do be mm-hmm. a regular dater i right. remember watching we got married and the reason why that show was so popular for a lot of idols is because they were able to go on dates through the show right you know it was it was monitor dates but at least they got the experience of doing pottery together doing a photo shoot together without everybody saying oh my god i can't believe you're dating and then on top of that that show actually made couples, made people want them to stay couples. Mm-hmm. So, Good. you know, um, yeah, yeah, but they, give you know, them a chance. they didn't. 
I think they, it's so they, weird, like that they have weird. to keep it a secret too. Like that's the yeah. biggest thing. Like let them smash it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. Like, no. Shut up, Marie. <laughs> like no, no lie. If Namjoon, when he gets a girlfriend, if he has a girlfriend, like it'll hurt my heart mm-hmm. a little bit. But I will be so mm-hmm. happy because he, nobody deserves love more than I think that man deserves to have somebody to love him the same way. And if you don't feel that way about your idol, if you're gonna be all pissed off about it, then you don't deserve to stand your idol. Yeah, mm, like deep. let them that's have deep. happiness. If they find happiness in another person, allow them the opportunity to explore that. Because you yeah. gonna explore it as someone comes along. So mm-hmm. allow them to have a normal life, you yeah. know. And people saying, "Oh, it's their job to do this, this, and that." No, it's not their jobs to be robots. You have to make sure to draw a line between a uh, idol and a fan relationship, and it mm-hmm. will be such. Um, yes let's be real like it don't don't play too much into your fantasies of actually dating them someday because yeah the, you know in and realistically day, it's, it's not gonna happen yeah. it's not gonna yeah. happen. Well, right go to all the fan meets and no matter how many fan meets you go to <laughs> try it keep you keep trying i mean right. you know what actually let me not I am is let, mine. let me not step on your dreams because there are fans that have married idols so let yes, me not step true. on and your dreams true. you're right but it's it's rare it's rare and it takes a lot a lot a whole lot for it to of actually go down i'm gonna yeah. go ahead and say this mm-hmm. you'll probably win the lottery first yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Your so your I'm chances. Gonna I'm gonna win the lottery and get Jay. <laughs> I'm gonna do both. Both. Yo, that is living your best life. Imagine, best. man. Listen, what if? What if? What if? Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So yeah, I just wanted to kind of put that out there. We can talk about this in depth another time. Yes. I guess this is not a a rant. It's more of just an opinion. I want idols to be even more happy in their yeah. private lives and open to. So, you guys, when they come out and say, I love this person, let them love them. They don't want to be what? a friend. They just want to be a dog. <laughs> I'm this she whole podcast. She just did that. She just did you know that. what? This is payback from Better Do Better. <laughs> this I think funny. this is what it is. Because we kept saying they do better. And be now she's be whatever. I'm so sick of her. Oh god! Now I'm gonna go watch that video. Yeah, I have, I know, to, right? I have to watch it because it's it's in my it's instilled in my skull. Right. So now we're at the end of our podcast. So sad. Thank you so much for joining us, yes. um, Marie. Where can they find us? So you can find us on our social media accounts. We do mm-hmm. have a lot of them. All lots. of them are at Connected Ent. If you can't spell Connected by now, K O N N E T D. E-N-T. You can find yep. us on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, Instagram. on YouTube, mm-hmm. on Instagram. Pinterest. Basically, any social media Pinterest? you need to find us at on yeah. Pinterest. Pinterest. We are on Pinterest. Oh, <laughs> you got, oh, just wait until you find out what we're going to be doing with Pinterest. Make a make oh. sure you keep an eye out for that one. Uh, you can also find us at our website. It's connectedent.com. We do have a comments yes. page on there. So if you did want to leave us any comments, if you had any rants that you wanted us to rant about, any mm-hmm. comments or things, improvements that you would like for us to do in the show, just let us know there. And you can email feel us. Free. Yes, please feel free. Yeah, feel you free can, to. Oh. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Say the email and then I'll say what I have to say. <laughs> and you can email us at admin at connectedent.com. <laughs> or connectedpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Feel free to slide into our DMs. Oh, my God. That's what she was waiting for. <laughs> yes. Because I'm going to say it every show. Yes. Ooh, yeah. And real quick, for anybody that will be going to the L.A. show, 
I will be there with my purple hair handing out different goodie bags. So make sure to follow Connected so that you can figure out where I am so you can get your own goodie bag for the show. And that's going to be on Sunday the 4th in case our next podcast is not by then. Yes. I'm sorry. I want a goodie bag. Can you say that? Sunday the 5th. Sorry. Yes. Yes, I can. I'll I'll bring you one. Yay. (laughs) Okay. So with that being said, Connected over and out.